Uh, All right, we got to we got to start an actual episode here. Uh, <laughs> talk about some video games at some point. We got for those of you who are watching or listening, we've had a long chat pre pre podcast chat. We don't usually pre-gamed. do that, but we pre gamed. I want to I want to kick things off. I know it's a little bit late for Father's Day for, but if you're listening to this, it's the day after Father's Day, maybe or a couple oh. days after. But my five year old today drew me something. It's very it, it was he put a lot of work into it. So here mm. it is. Here's what he drew me today. Let's see if you can see if you can see it. Yes. It's very, it's white-ish. There we go. There we go. Oh, okay. I see a lot of red. Is there, yeah, I see is a lot of red. He's there a lot of red? So, so he brought that in, and he very sincerely said to me, "Dad, I made this for you." And I was like, and "He said for Father's Day." And I was like, "Thanks, buddy. This is awful. Get it out of my office." <laughs> <laughs> so now he's still crying. <laughs> he's still crying. He's- <laughs> I, and like, then I is, punched him. <laughs> if I can't be honest on Father's Day, when can I be honest? Get out of my office. <laughs> it's the only day you get to be honest. <laughs> uh, I thought I'd good. kick it off that way for you guys. All that's right. Good. This that's is good. this Perfect. is episode 172. There's only three of us here. And for some reason, with only three of us, we talked way more than usual already <laughs> before the show has started. Sure. Uh, but here with my friend Dan and Jeff. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Hi. We are in a post-16 universe, uh, Tim, and I'm just I'm raging hard. Raging hard. Let's jump right into it because that's I'm the doing main. Hard, let me tell you. That's that's the main. There's there's really two games I want to hear about this week. One of them is Layers of Fear, and I know Jeff's going to talk about that a little bit. I am excited for that one. The other one, it doesn't even officially release until this coming week, and all of us are super pumped for it. But we all got to play the demo, so I want to talk about the Final Fantasy 16 demo. Dan, you weren't necessarily convinced. That you should play this. You were kind of on the fence about whether or not to play it, right? I was uh, emotionally teetering. You were teetering, okay. But what what made you want to play it? Was it just the fact that the progress carries over, or you heard too much about it, or you could? What, what was it that made you um, dive in? Also, just to clarify, I'm not I'm not raging like angry. I, I have a raging boner, is what oh. I meant. Um, yeah, that's okay, it's a running the theme from you. Thank you for that. <laughs> it's a running theme. It is just boners all the time. Um, no, I honestly, it was just like. His doctor in the month of June is like, what's going on with you? He's like, Final Fantasy 16's release in Doc. I don't know what to tell yeah. you. Oh, okay. All right. Just put, all right. On, all on right. my chart. Puts it in my chart. Final Fantasy 16. There should Got be it. a warning on the uh, game box. <laughs> if it lasts for more than one month. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Attention. Um, yeah, no, honestly, it was just because, I mean, I stream too. So people were streaming it. And it was just like in the moment I was like, you know what? Uh, whatever. I, I just can't. I can't wait. I just can't do it. Um, so I'm just going to play it. Um, but yeah, it, it, I was all, I was also kind of like wondering, well, all right. So am I going to play these two hours? And when you finish the two hours, you can save the game. And then that'll carry over to when the release comes out. Or am I going to like start over again? But it's like. This, like I already know everything that happens in the first two hours, which is just completely mind blowing, insane, insanity. Like holy crap! Like I think we how, should talk about it. We can give minor spoiler warnings, and we should talk about it. But yeah, sure, sure. Um, yeah, the, the, the these first two hours. Uh, so minor spoiler warning for the demo. We're gonna talk about it's, yes. it's just the opening of the game. So we're gonna talk about it. Skip ahead if you don't want to hear this. I'll put the the timestamps in the description. Go ahead. We've all played it, right? All yeah. three of us. Okay. Um, to completion. Yeah. To completion, mm, yes. This, yeah. is getting, this is getting That's too getting much. dicey. Yeah, it's really, really dicey. Yeah, Tim, could you put, like, sexy music in the background? I cannot. Uh, <laughs> I can play uh, some. These, there you go. There you go. It's, dude, that just came out of nowhere. Holy he slowly, shit. He slowly pulls the guitar. <laughs> came out of nowhere. Um, honestly, these first two hours 
and I've expressed like my feelings about Final Fantasy 13 and 15. They are on the bottom of the totem pole for me. Not that I hate them uh, or have nothing positive to say about them, because I do, but they are my least favorites. Um, those entire games did not move me as much as this did in just two hours. <laughs> like yeah. th- this game, like I mean, the visuals are amazing. So so for everyone, for everyone on the internet bitching about fidelity or like this doesn't look quite next gen, it's like I'm Crazy sorry, talk. but like, I'm sorry, but it looks amazing. Yeah. You're all just, like, wanting everything to, like, look like, what, Horizon Zero, uh, Forbidden West all the time? Like, I mean, it's not going to be quite that all the time, but, like, it's still a beautiful game. I don't think that game. far off of that. I don't know. Was it? I agree. I, I think I would put Forbidden West definitely in front of it. I guess I don't know. I'm going to have to wait to but... see more environments. Cause I thought the level yeah. of detail and character models was on par with it. It just happened to be in a much kind of gloomier setting. Sure, sure. Maybe it's demo. the lighting then that make, makes it just look different but enough. Maybe. Well, as we start to see more environments and kind of more yeah. characters, we might be like, all right, this isn't quite up to one of the best looking games ever made, but it's up there. You know, we might yeah, yeah, land yeah. there. Yeah. 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 And that was just an example I was throwing out. Uh, so. Yeah, sure, sure. It is a gorgeous game. It is. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's the visuals are fantastic. The voice acting, and I said this before. Um, just based off of the trailers, the voice acting in this game is the best Final Fantasy voice acting ever. Um, the voice acting is phenomenal. I don't think I I don't think anything stuck out to me like, oh, that was a little off. Like They're so far above what 15 did with their voices, like so far above it. Yeah. Like, compared to 15's main characters, their main three. Yeah. And I think 15's was still th- there was there was some strong performances here and there. Um, I agree. Like the villain I thought was good, but like yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and a few others. But no, this start like top to bottom, even the side characters, I'm like, man, they're all Yeah. Like, like I, you good. can tell the casting directive was let's cast voice actors this time and not so much yeah. dub artists, you know, yes. like let's cast actual video game voice actors. Cause That's you got Hugo in there from Plague Tale for crying out yeah. loud. Yeah. yeah. Which I didn't even know that was, yeah. And now, now knowing that when you listen to it, it's like, oh yeah, no, I totally, oh, yeah, of course. I mean, totally. Yeah. yeah. That, you totally yeah. hear it. Um, but like even just that like character that Clive like bumps into and they're all like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so, and they're like bowing to him. Like even just those guys, yeah. like nail that performance. They're just a couple of guys that are just like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, you know, good. Started making trouble in the neighborhood. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well done. Well done. Um, what else? Um, the combat. You know, people complaining about the combat. Oh, it's an action art. You know, action Final Fantasy game. It's not turn based. Yada yada. Who's complaining? Yada. Of, who are you talking to in your life that's so negative about all it's this? Just, stuff? It's just what you see on social media. You just, you know, whether know. whether you pop into like, you know, if like Game Informer is like, oh, check out this interview with, you know, YoSP or something, and then you see the laugh reacts, and you're like, oh, there's got to be something in the comments. And oh, I've, I see. I've seen sure. actually the same person too quite a few times the hashtag not my final fantasy like <laughs> ironically using that and it's like oh my god you're you're a moron dude oh, so they never uh, played the early ones okay cool yeah no apparently not yeah. apparently not um the combat is yeah it's an i mean it's an action game but yes, like it it's it's not exactly like devil may cry it's not exactly like that there's definitely like a little bit of uh, more weightiness to it um i think it felt more like the witcher than devil may cry just with the way that you dodge around and swing your sword and throw your magic sure. real quick a little I, faster, a little faster, faster for sure. I agree. A with that. More nimble. Maybe nimble is like a better word. Nimble um, for sure. But yeah, yep, definitely. Yep, maybe yep. leaning more in that direction. Yeah, because uh, DMC is definitely like very fast and and like snappy. Yep. Um, but yeah, it, it the combat feels great. It feels amazing when you get a perfect dodge. Um, the use of magic is is actually really fun. A lot of people had problems with the magic in fifteen. They didn't like the way the magic was implemented in fifteen. Um, I didn't like hate it, but it wasn't it wasn't the best. 
Um, it feels great. I remember how it's implemented. I can't even well, remember you, now. you like found the elements of like, I think you almost had to like kind of put it together. You had to like put the magic together based off of like stuff that you picked up in the environment okay. and okay. like hurl it or something. I don't, I honestly don't remember. I don't remember uh, either. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yep. Yeah, it just Jinx. wasn't really it wasn't utilized super great. But in yeah, this, okay. it's just like it's triangle and it, yeah. it, it it's, it's a good like combo finisher. And if you actually time it correctly, it does a little extra damage and the explosion's like a little little better. That. Did I you upgrade that. it where you can charge it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. You can charge it up, exactly. And obviously as the game progresses, you're gonna be doing more stuff like that where you can like add that little extra oomph to it, which is really cool. Yeah, it had um, a little bit of a repetitiveness to the combat, but Anyone who looks at that and says, well, that's just the if they can't see that it's the, the intro of the game, they're giving you the basics like the whole time I'm playing. it, I'm thinking, oh, man, imagine what this game is going to be like when mm. dot dot dot. So whether it's mm-hmm. a new weapon set, a new skill set, a new magic type, additional characters like there was not a moment where I thought, oh, all of Final Fantasy 16 is going to feel exactly like this in the combat. Like, no, this is just oh. the base core of the combat. You know, did you so, do the icon challenge mode? I did not. Mm-hmm. I did like five minutes of that just to see because it basically the icon challenge mode is actually Clive older and mm-hmm. they give you two additional extra powers. So okay. you got Phoenix in the first two hours and then okay. there's a couple of more and and right off of the bat with those when you sh- when you shift to them. So when you're using Phoenix, if you hit circle, you can basically dash forward. Feels great. Um, and actually hits the if like if you collide into into the enemy, it's like count it counts like as an attack. So yeah. that does damage. Um, the other two abilities are completely different. So uh, one of them is uh, more is a pull, is a pull, oh, which nice. is which yeah. is which is reminiscent of uh, Devil May Cry. Like that's that's something that's in there, and it feels great. Um, and then the other one is actually like a shield. So like the fist comes cool. up and you actually block. Nice. Um, so it's less like about movement, but more about defense. So what you like, like switch which one you're equipping or something? Yeah, so that... I think it was L two. Okay. L two swaps oh. between them. Oh, uh, so you get like different kind of like Hogwarts Legacy, where you're, when you're swapping spells, you get different uh, uh, like channels. Yeah. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah exactly. uh, okay. 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 Exactly. Cool. Uh, nice. I like that. That's so awesome. yeah, that's really cool, and it, it, obviously they feel very different. Um, and then they have the special attack. So if you hold. R2, I believe, you can do kind of like these extra um, involving the, the icons, which in this yes. game are the summons. You do like these extra moves. So like with the Phoenix in the first two hours of the demo, you do this like badass like fire uppercut. Yeah. Super oh, yeah. sick. That felt uh, so good. Especially after they're staggered, you do like thousand plus damage on yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Oh, watching which, the health bar go down feels yeah. so good. Which yeah. I think lends into strategy. Like people want to just of act course. like this is an yeah. action game where you're just mashing buttons. But like if you do that, you can definitely potentially get that game over if you're just not paying attention and trying to right. utilize your skills and what you have available to you in a in a smart way um the so I satis- think to me the most satisfying part was that marble marl and this was called marble yeah it was missing an o at the end i was like oh that's usually a- marble row i think marble but row, yeah, um, anyway that that fight the kind of surprise boss fight after you think you beat the boss but then like that one comes out of the ground and attacks you yep. and i just felt so good about that fight when it was over because I barely got yeah. hit. I just it was it felt, you know, little elements of yes, of course, like the Elden Rings and the Witcher games, whatever else. But little Devil May Cry, just little moments where it was like I'm learning the pattern of this enemy and I'm getting mm-hmm. a good feel for how my character moves, how far I can dodge, like when to just start spamming the fire attacks from a distance and when to run in and start slashing away and then when to dodge yeah. back away, when to dash back in with, like you said, that kind of Phoenix dash move. Like it was starting to feel so satisfying. And by the end, when I did that uppercut a few times, and then you get the cinematic 
uh, yes, the QT. To attack, the QT, QT, which is very easy but very satisfying still. And yeah, their health yeah. bar just takes a huge, and they're automatically staggered, so you can just yeah. start. Hand and it just looks sick. Like he's like so, up in the air and he's like that's diving a satisfying down. Satisfying boss fight for me personally. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I love really that. Thought that was fun. I loved uh, that I put it in story mode and like I was able to go in and take out things that were helping me too much. Like there was sure. uh, there was one yeah. that made your combos way too easy to 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 do. Like the magic just, one like, that spam the, the attack button. Ta- right? Yeah, and I was like, no, let's take that out of there. The only one I wanted to yep. keep was the slow mo when dodging because that okay. just looks so cool. Okay, so when you do story uh, mode, does it equip that automatically? All that stuff. Yeah, it equips two that help you automatically, and there's two others that make the game way easier. As playing well. like the normal mode or whatever, and I still had those items to equip right. if I wanted to. They were not equipped though. Yeah, they're just li- sitting yeah. in your inventory. Exactly. So in story mode, they're automatically equipped. Like the one Got that it. does slow mo when you dodge, and the one that just makes your combos. Like you can just mash the square uh, yeah. button on your PS controller, and it just does the cool combos for you. And gotcha. I was like, this is taking some of the fun out of it, so I removed that. But you could add some other ones that are like, I think some of them do less damage or. I, they make the game there's way one that's auto dodge. There's one that's just auto, auto dodge, dodge yes. for you. You don't yeah. even have to time Basically, it. Basically, like dodges. if this attack is dodgeable, it'll dodge automatically. I was like, yeah, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So I didn't, I didn't try those, but you know, I could see myself if I needed to throwing those on. That's kind of nice that that's the option is there if you get frustrated, yeah. you know, because yeah. this game is clearly so story driven, which we should talk about a little bit the story that they've set up mm-hmm. so far, because I think. It's going to be so compelling to find out what happens next. What happens to this character and that oh, character and yes. the aftermath oh thing? Gosh. I was talking to yeah. our buddy Kyle's not here with us to to back me up on this, but he and I, and I don't know if you guys will agree at all. But I told him not only with some of the visuals, especially with Titan, but also just kind of the screaming and the desperation and oh the gosh. deaths that happened. I was like, dude, I'm getting. I almost had some of the same emotions as when I watched attack on titan and i'm not saying it's the same thing at all but just like that desperation like they introduce characters to you and then rip them away from you in these horrible ways yeah and i was just like whoa this is giving me those like that's why that show for example so compelling and this Mm -hmm. game's story is digging at that level thematically and and story-wise already i'm like with royalty involved, so that's the Game of Thrones element with like the yeah. backstabbing and the, all yeah. these like little and the whispering in corridors and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Scheming. Um, yeah. So basically, you so you have Clive in the beginning of the game where he's mm-hmm. um, I want to say fifteen or sixteen. He's he's young. Well, at the um, very beginning, he's older. Oh, it's just, yeah. Sorry, backing up. Yeah, it's the, the, mark, you, the you get the you get like the icon battle like really quick, and then you realize you don't really do like, anything with Clive except for run around and jump. You don't do much with him. No, yeah, observe the spectacle of the icon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's yeah. like a flash forward. Right. So like, just there's like a battle going on in this like sort of like kind of like a uh, you know canyon area or whatever. Um, and then there's some talking with some some people that seem really important and they're arguing yeah. with each other. Uh, very yeah. games, Game of Thrones each sort of thing where they're in a room and they're like, oh, why aren't you doing this? Um, the dynamic and then, is, doesn't seem to be what we think it is where like the king is kind of like backing down to his juggernaut yeah. soldier. His and icon, also Game of Thrones because two people from opposite side of the table walk out to the hallway right. and start getting it on right away. Yeah, that's very yeah. Game of Thrones. Uh, sex and Final Fantasy. I mean, already confirmed, but you know, this already. definitely already confirmed. Sweet. But like, there's clearly a lot of intrigue Game and characters and motivations. Like, I'm already like, I might have to read up on this because I already don't know 
oh, who's trying Tim. to do what? But yet. they got the lore thing. They got the lore thing in real time, Tim. If you hold yeah. down the touchpad, it'll I, bring I up icons and things. And yeah, in I the read middle all of that. too. In the middle oh. of cutscenes, you can pause it and be like, "Who's that person oh, again?" I didn't and do you, it during cutscenes. That's I, yeah. that's cool that they do that. Okay, it's amazing. Sure. I think all RPGs should have this from now on if they can do it. Like, please do that because that's Dude, amazing. The Witcher Three needed this because I was always like. Wait, which king is this again? Like that right. happens a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When there's this there's this yeah. much depth, I think yeah. it's a really cool feature. Um, but yeah, so then so that's like a flash forward. Yeah. Uh, but then it goes back. I think it was like what thirteen years or something. It's thirteen it says. years before. Um, so it's Clive Younger again, and this is where you first actually get introduced to the combat, um, and you're kind of like there at the at the castle of like where whatever their little kingdom is or whatever, um, and and the and the dad shows up and he's like, oh, war's coming and we gotta go and like so then eventually like everybody kind of gets together and they they start marching off to like mm-hmm. somewhere to go fight whoever it is. Um, I'm just trying to be general and not. Also, because I don't remember specific things. We can give a few specifics, though. Like, for example, the mom clearly doesn't like Clive. And I like that dynamic right away. To your point about Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Game of Thrones, Jeff. Like, remember the opening of the series? You meet the Stark family and you get to see all these interactions. And you start to realize that John's an outcast from some, but not from all. Like, there's some there's some interesting dynamics at play. And this introduced that like I had the same vibe there. Like, too. I was like, "There's some dynamics, and I don't know who's connected to who or why, and why does why does she hate him so much?" Like I right. loved that. I like loved the dad that. shows up, and it's like, "Oh, the dad clearly has like a kind heart to him. He has like yeah, a, yeah. A, a kind energy." But the like, but the mom, kind Studley King, I like that. Guy. Yes, but the mom looks at Clive like. Like, like, oh, my son, because he's like, oh, hello, mother. Like, he's all polite and stuff. And she like looks at him and, he, and then he kind of does this like, oh, like, today. Oh. Are you talking to me for real right now? Right. Um, she seems to care more about Joshua. So Joshua is the little brother to Clive. Um, and he's he's like has like these kind of little coughing fits here and there. And, and so he's like, oh, I'm sick. It's just a cold. Uh, By the way, that voice actor is typecast. He only plays overpowered, <laughs> sickly little kids. That's sure. All he plays. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. He's got yeah, the market cornered. This must the market. Stop. No one else can play that role. Yeah. <laughs> because Joshua, incredibly important, he is the dominant. So the dominant is the term for the person that has the abilities of the icon in them. Um, so they they carry that in them. And so it's it's like a huge burden and a big risk. And he's like, he's a little kid. So he's like, oh, man, this is so much. Now, um, help me out with that one. Is that just like her kingdom has one dominant? There must be like. They must be like country like and seven then, countries. Yeah, that, that have like a dominant and then like within them. There's yeah. like what the kingdoms or something. It must the be duchies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all the different kingdoms kind of split up. But yeah, this basically yeah. per country, okay. there would be the different um, icons or a um, kingdom is might be a better word for. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. 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 It's basically like they have their one warrior or whatever that is capable of. Uh, transforming yeah, the big, into the icon, yeah. the big boy weapon that they can bust out and be like, exactly. "Hey, don't mess with us! Like we got this thing yeah. over here." So, um, but let's see, yeah. So, yeah, we we meet the little brother. Then there's the um, which I actually now my name my I'm drawing a blank on the girl. There's also the little girl who's carrying is around. A, is she a sister or a friend? I friend. Think Friend, yeah, I think maybe they like sort of like sort of adopted her, but not really. Like she just seems like somebody they kind yeah, of like, she seems like the help or something. A little Stark yeah, family. Yeah, I was like, yeah. hey, is this like a Stark family? Like one of those hostage children that they raise from another? Like, <laughs> I, I definitely know. think that's like uh, that's <laughs> Clive's. Uh, that's gonna be Clive's like girl that got away for the whole game, pretty much. But we haven't seen her yet when she's older. I assume she's gonna right. come back though. Okay, uh, right. at some point. But yeah, the dog I think ends up your companion later too. Dude, um, Torgal, shout out to Torgal. That's that thing is so adorable. cute. Adorable. 
adorable. But that was my understanding of that family was that it's just the two boys. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So getting it's strong crazy. Stark vibes from that whole thing. Like yeah. the dad, the dad who's got he's really cool and understanding, but things don't go super well for him. And they got a dog that they find as a puppy. Like so, there's yep. like a key thing there. Yep, there's yep. like this kid who's an outcast within his own family because of something the way he was born. There's lots of these comparisons, and I'm like, I like it. Yep. Yeah. Um. And they even actually say within these two hours, and I mean, you said, you know, like we can kind of openly discuss. Yeah. Why not? So basically, Clyde. So uh. So Joshua was. I forget how they worded it, but basically Joshua was given by whatever sort of higher power, given these uh, disability of having the icon in him. Um, it w- Clive was rejected. Right. So Clive was supposed to kind of go through whatever that trial is or that that's, you know, whatever it is to absorb they, the icon. They go to the gates of whatever to do this. Yeah, thing, yeah. Right? Some place, that, which I'm sure is like a really important sort of holy-ish type of place. And yeah. he was rejected. So that's why the mom like looks at him like, oh, you're you're worthless. Like you you couldn't, you know, you were rejected by whatever it was. Um, it's like the granddaughter so, from Encanto who doesn't get a power. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Right? Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. <laughs> I love that movie. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I know you've uh, seen it a billion times by now, Tim, but... I have. I still love it, though. It's good. Yeah, it's still great. Yeah. But yeah, so we uh, basically that uh, we fast forward a little bit. Uh, Clive goes to go take care of some goblin situation or whatever, and that's where you fight the Marlboro or however Marlboro. I can't even say it without the Marlboro. 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 Marble. I don't know why they could just throw the yellow in the end. It's I always an O there. What, what's the deal with the What's mis- the deal with the O? <laughs> um, but that was really awesome because that was the first like kind of like little area there where you really got to do some combat and yeah. and bus. Yeah, but meanwhile, Dad and Joshua and all the soldiers marched off to some some keep to kind of get ready for whatever battle is going to be ensuing. Um, and it's nighttime, and and um, and Joshua and Cliver have they have a nice conversation, uh, just yeah. like, "Hey, I got you, I got you, little bro. Like, I'll, I'll take care of you. Don't you worry." And yeah. you know, take one care of for several great dialogue moments. Like, there was, there was yeah. one at their first castle where I'm like, "Man, these yep. brothers have a good bond." And then yes. that moment on the castle steps with the dog, and I'm like. Dude, I freaking love this relationship. And of course, during all the pain, all the chaos later, as they're about to go their separate ways, there's mm-hmm. another great connection. And the the brother does what the dad did, where the dad gave him like this little gentle kind of fist to the chest to Clive. Mm-hmm. Clive did that to the little brother too, like when yeah. he kind of sends him off. Yeah, yeah. And I was just I was just like, dude, there's so much like th- th- these little touches. They didn't have to do this stuff. They could have no, just like had the talking heads. And it's they, so genuine. It's so genuine. It's so well like, done. It feels like these voice actors were all in the same room, like looking yeah. at each other and like actually actually I yeah. think they did I think they did do their own mocap now that I'm thinking of it. I think they oh, actually were together. That wouldn't surprise me. Room. That wouldn't surprise um, me either. So I think they yeah. actually were like acting everything else. So that actually makes a whole lot of sense. Because they were able to act off each other then. So that yeah. would make sense. That would make um, sense. But yeah, basically, it, it nighttime comes, uh, and then some 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 jerks show up. That was a good. Play. That was a good plan, though. That they did a good job with that. Oh yeah, yeah. And again, this game is rated mature, so this game is violent. Like earlier on in that yeah, battle going on in the in the in the like canyon area, like just like blood kind of spewing and and people taking axes to the chest and everything. And this, it's like they get to, up to the guards and they trick them and they slice their throats and the blood like shoots out and like you're like oh shit like this is okay. Um, oh, also, can I just real quick in the very beginning where there's all the rocks falling down because Titan and she are fighting each other the 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 one the one guy was just like fuck 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 yeah i knew that i knew you'd like that yeah that was it for me that was for me yeah. um yeah. so yeah also profanities in final fantasy confirmed um but yeah basically okay, game a lot of 
Yeah, they infiltrate the keep, um, and like everybody gets murdered. Like all the soldier people get murdered. Um, and and um, I love that your bros from your journey, your first journey that Clive yes. has, were able to make it at least a little far to what help was you the out. Because one like made sense. Tyler. And, yeah, Tyler, which is not like fantasy. Yeah, sound. such a white name. Especially when and, they said uh, Sir Sir Tyler, I was like, Don't Sir do this. Tyler. Oh, yeah, and then whatever the other guy's name, I was like, All right, that fits. I forget the other guy's name, yeah, but yeah, one of them is escorting. Jo- you're like, Oh, Joshua, I came to get you. Like, we're being attacked or whatever. So yeah, you're actually being true bros. Yeah, you actually play as Joshua for like a slight moment, and mm-hmm. like, which is actually interesting. You're going through the keep, um, but then eventually it does switch back to Clive because uh, the dad and and Joshua and a couple of the other soldiers like. Gotta go. They they gotta go. They gotta escape, and they send an an owl with a message on it to to go fly. Right. But yeah, that doesn't that doesn't work out now, does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. And we don't have to. I guess if you want, if you're listening to this and you haven't played it yet, please go play it. Hopefully, that what we said is enough to get you to go play it. But I'm curious what you guys thought of that final. I guess we can stay a little more broad at this point. Like that's fine. We don't have to give up because yeah. even for a demo, a little two hour demo, like a tiny taste of the game. I think they there are some incredible story reveals and plot moments that are just like, dude, they've got me hooked big time on this. Yeah. I can't. I don't want to have to wait for Same another here. week and a half. I for do this not remember fifteen fifteen starting this way at all. Where I was no. like, oh, I'm hooked. Fifteen was more like, look at how open the world is. Now go have fun. And that well, that's it was also kind of like, what the vibe? Hey, who's was. the uh, who's the attractive mechanic girl? Let's go back and get help. Yeah, let's go help her out some more. She needs. <laughs> how about them details? Remember uh, that guy's? How about them the, again? The southern accent out of nowhere. Oh my god. Although uh, the beginning of fifteen did technically because like when they're escaping, then they kind of rope back over back to towards the city because they find out that Noctis' well dad because you and you you see that in the movie remember because it's all freaking fragmented like yeah, the, the dad movie. gets it's uh you know something happens to the dad and Noctis yeah. is getting the call and it's like it's That's supposed right. to be emotional it just doesn't feel like doesn't, how this yeah. feels it just doesn't resonate the way this one does yeah oh like the, the, what, the what do you guys think about the big uh so you have these two monsters that are facing off, and there's clearly like yeah. this kind of out of control slash emotional thing, and you get to co- really control one. Like at the very beginning, you kind of control one for a minute, maybe. Yeah. But you're not really doing much. This time, they actually give you direct control of like the little you're aiming reticule, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? How, what do you guys think about that? And just the spectacle of that whole thing. It really was about the spectacle, right? Yeah. It was yeah it about was. that, like the mechanically, it was like oh, it was. So like, so epic, despite not being able to like actually fly around much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're really right. just aiming and shooting, but it was still like, it was still so awesome because it was just about the scale of it. You know, it I was think, like it was basically they, just like they added a, movie, a voice talking a the whole time that really added to it too, right? Yes, yeah. because Joshua, yeah, Joshua is again. He's the the uh, dominant of the icon Phoenix. So you got the Phoenix. He's the, against, each right? each icon has like a. A certain element to it um yes whereas you know the phoenix is fire and then uh i don't remember what titan is but shiva is uh is ice mm-hmm. yeah uh, but yeah so like you're not you're not supposed to have two icons that belong to the same element yet there's this mysterious second icon of fire yep um, yeah. and they're, they're yeah they're battling each other and um which as a final fantasy fan is cool to add more depth to who these summons are because usually at least in the older ones they were just kind of really awesome powerful magic attacks like yeah. in six they were a p- important part of the story as espers yeah but yeah. like what their power was wasn't the thing it was just the fact that they existed and were being you know misused by the villain and then they were helping you right. so like this is just in my opinion a really cool way to make them feel really important each one feels so important and i love that one of my f- 
I would I would actually say if I had to decide what what my favorite like thing is in Final Fantasy um, that I could like point at, it would be it would be summons. Summons is my favorite thing in the whole series. So anytime it's like an actual like kind of centerpiece of the story um, and just like when you actually do the summon that it looks badass. That's like my favorite thing. It's oh, it's oh, it always been one of my always been one of my favorite things. I'm with you. Um, Yeah. Seven had the most epic ones when I was a kid, at least growing up playing that one. There's some great summons in that, absolutely. I mean, Knights of the Round, come on. Knights of the Round took like five minutes, but I watched it every time. I loved it. <laughs> whatever, whatever the third, you know, after Rebirth is, like, I can't even I can't even imagine how Knights of the Round's going to be. Like, like Alexander and Eight was a really cool one, too. Um, yes, Alexander. Fantastic. Alexander Alexander's awesome. up there. He's awesome. Yep, yep, yep. Um, anyway, sorry. But yeah, Continue. The fight is just I'm awesome. familiar with these characters from uh, Theater Rhythm, so thank you. For oh, well, there Hey, all right. <laughs> Well, there you go. Now you get you get more. So it's like I played the games. Is it in? Is eight the one that has Odin with the six-legged horse too? No, I don't think so. No, that might have been nine. I I don't know. It was one of those PlayStation One ones where I remember like it starts zooming in on the on the six legs of the horse as it's stamping its feet ready to attack. No, is that Gilgamesh? I can't remember. Well, Gilgamesh has the multiple arms, but no, I'm thinking of it's 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 like an Odin summon. I'm gonna look it up. Okay. I'm like 99%. The six, like specifically, I mean, it's like ringing a bell, but I'm not remembering which one. Um, but especially so, especially in that moment when when the two icons are fighting each other, and I haven't mentioned this yet. Overall, I mean, the music, right? Like, oh my god, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, yeah, the music dude. in Final Fantasy is like always basically a banger. Like, it, you really most of the time, like 99% of the time, the music is just amazing in this. The reason there's a whole game around the music. Yes. Yeah. Ex- exactly. <laughs> Um, but holy crap, dude, just the use of like the, the choir in the background and it, a lot yeah. of, a lot of male choir in this, like a lot of times I feel like they do female choirs, um, a lot of like the higher pitch sort of that, that sort of Outside, style. Yeah. 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 Y- yeah. You would, you would know the terminology better than, but there's a lot of like, just like kind of like the lower spectrum of that with like male, mm-hmm. the male choir. Um, and just, oh yeah. Too. So it, it is in seven. Uh, he's, a, he's a he's a summon in seven. Yeah, and he's got the six legged horse, and he does, oh, Zan, does Zan Setsuken is his attack. Yep. yep, yep. And uh, but he's also an eight. He can yeah, randomly yeah. show up at the beginning of fights to like yep. half all of their uh, health, and then he's also yep. a summon in nine. So yeah, he's an all. Yep. Yeah, wow. he's been. Uh, I just I I couldn't remember which one had the six legs. He looks like this crazy like samurai angel demon warrior yeah. on a six legged horse. Always looked awesome. <laughs> like, familiar with that guy. He always looked awesome. He's yeah, a bad description. Because yeah, these are actually these guys stay summons in theater rhythm, where they come in if you're on a streak, they come in and help you out. Oh, that's and cool. And then they then they dip. Eventually. Yeah. Okay. It's usually yeah. yeah that's usually the, their deal. Like I mean, some of them like with Final Fantasy X, for example, you summon them and then like they actually stay out and they have yeah. moves like different oh, moves, cool. which is really cool. Um, but yeah, just. Oh my god, the music is just so unbelievable. Which again is like is just duh, obviously. Right, um, but I mean, especially they they drive it through the. I mean, it's driving the epicness of the of the big giant icon fight for sure. Yeah, like I mean, it's there the whole fight. You're like, yeah. holy and, crap! And the composer of this game, I think, is Soken. I, I don't know his full name, but it's Soken, and he does the music for fourteen. And fourteen's like really known Asayoshi. for having excellent. Uh, yeah, the music yeah. is gorgeous. Yeah. He I did could four, be looking 14 at this was my favorite suite from the game from the okay. from theater so rhythm. So like four, 14 because that game is never ending and will continue yeah. never ending. 
um, and much like the universe always expanding pretty much, um, the, the, the score for that in theater rhythm is like 30 something tracks, whereas yeah. normally it's like 12 or 14. Yeah. Well, it's cause like it's 30 to 40 right? tracks and it just gets more epic and more varied yeah. track yeah. and play. That's definitely my favorite suite of the, yeah, of the that guy is but, incredibly talented for sure. Yeah. So he's not, he's not, you know, Uematsu is like a fucking genius. Like that dude is amazing. He's, he's like the father of final fantasy music. Mm-hmm. Um, was that I, Odin in that opening battle? Sweeping through, or is that just in the trailer for Final for Fantasy which one? 16? For 16? Oh, I, Odin, Odin is in there. Is he was in the trailer? He was in a, the trailer, but I don't think we we didn't see him in the demo, no, right? No, okay. no, no, not yet. No, we've only seen Shiva, Titan, Got it. Um, Frit, and uh, Phoenix. So, okay. um, but yeah, so th- emotions are high in that last fight, and it's incredibly yeah. epic. It, and the voice acting is like again, it's it's literally like as if like two people were in the room and like something incredibly mm-hmm. tragic happens, and like just the way that they're that you know that that, that voice actor that does Clive specifically, like holy holy, so crap, good. Dude. I believe it. Tony, I got strong like, Attack on Titan vibes there at the end with the screaming yeah, and the just, out of control. If he starts and... screaming the way Aaron does near the. Uh, when he finally unlocks certain capabilities in Attack on Titan, where yeah. he's like, he's basically shouting like a metal singer, and he's like, "I'm gonna kill all of you!" More F, more F bombs. Like... Doing that, I'm game, dude. This is gonna be like the best voice acted. Game. This like, game, game comes out on Thursday this week, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and so if they release it as they should, PlayStation and Square, that means maybe Wednesday night at ten o'clock my time it'll unlock, or is it? midnight like and every it's a good uh, question oh i don't know sure. i'm wondering if my game so because i'm picking I up mean, the physical it is game. a playstation exclusive so that means it should be 10 o'clock your time on wednesday night mm. should be like i know all nintendo games do that but there's been some like xbox games in the past at least that just went X, by yeah xbox is like noon the next day and you're like or noon the <laughs> yeah. day of yeah and yeah, you're yeah. Like, what the hell yeah wh- i thought this was arriving today like we yeah. it is later don't worry about just it wait just wait your turn yeah. Like, no, Steam does the same thing where it's like 3 p.m. and you're like, why? Yeah, they do. Yeah, <laughs> but like Nintendo and I think Sony are usually pretty good about like on the dot, 10 o'clock, boom, it's ready to go. So yeah, I'm gonna plan it accordingly as if it's 11 my time, 11 p.m. I think yeah, the download right. is spo- is scheduled at least according to the PS5 for Monday, the 19th. So make cool. sure you get that downloading. It's a beefy download too. It's gonna be beefy. What's yeah, I already had to uninstall uh, a couple games that I had. Yeah. So well, do you know what the file size is? Do we know what it is? Can't I remember. think it was 100 gigabytes. <laughs> That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, that sounds about right for a game Um, like this. I still got Diablo on my PS5, though. That's not going anywhere. That's like my... I go into a dungeon and then I log out. You know, like that's like my thing. I've got plenty of stuff installed on there that I don't need currently installed at the moment. Like I think I still have Elden Ring installed on there. I can that can like be uninstalled. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have WWE installed on there, and it's like I'm not going to touch that before it comes out. Right. I got the extra terabyte, so I'm good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so the and the same. Lucky's sob. I hate you. Yeah, I grabbed it on a sale. It was really good. Um, so yeah, and it, like I said, it carries the save over, so you you can play the demo. It concludes, and then that will carry over into the game. But you don't have to if you're like, hey, I actually want right. to. Even though I played it, I want to play it again just to refresh all the characters. Not totally fine. You can just start a new game. No, no big deal. It's not like it ruins exactly. it by playing yeah. it. Exactly. And also, you should see a doctor about your short term memory problem if you're going to play it again. Yeah, what in the world was that about? Uh, <laughs> it's been a week. <laughs> by the time you're listening to this, the game is coming out in three days. So just play the demo now and get a head start yeah, on exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. Any head start helps uh, for a game that's that long. So, yeah. Yeah. so I don't. 
I don't want to get ahead. Of my, I mean, I know you guys know that, you know, Final Fantasy is incredibly important to me. I don't want to get ahead of myself. All right. Because I did this with 13. I was much younger, though. So I was still headstrong about the series. And then I started to kind of get a little more realistic. And then 15 came out. But 15 was like this. This is like a decade of hype because it was originally versus 13. And then that whole thing. And then 15 did what it did. So I was like kind of burned again. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but if the quality, if just in these two hours is consistent throughout this whole game, I mean, the top, top three final fantasy. Forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Like, I think it'll be a survivor. Good luck. You know what I mean? Like, cause (laughs) that story is so unreal, but if final fantasy 16 can live up to his first two hours to the rest of the game. Yeah. I mean, it's just going to be one of the best stories in gaming, period. Just like Jedi Survivor. You I know? will literally ugly cry if it wins Goaty. All right? I will literally ugly cry. <laughs> Scott, this year, openly the competition not is out. insane. But I could, if it, if it, again, if it lives up to that quality, not just in story, but like gaming too, like yeah. game-wise, yeah, yeah. graphically. Yeah, I mean, it's, the shot is real. It's, Dude, with yes. the other games that are still coming out this year, not, not even counting this one, like we're gonna start that conversation, even just for our game of the year. Forget about game awards and stuff. Just for sure, us sure. talking about it, we're gonna like we're gonna begin the conversation. Look at the list, and our heads are just gonna explode. We're just gonna melt. <laughs> yeah, like we're gonna be gonna like, go. we don't even have room for Hogwarts Legacy. What this do we do? Sanity. Like, what, what do we because do? Because <laughs> there's gonna be like seven games that would have won almost any year yeah, previous. Yep. Yeah, know, it's right? gonna be stupid, and I can't wait. I can't. <laughs> Same here. Yeah, I'm very excited for this. This is gonna be such a. Fun. I'm so glad for a big summer game like this. Yeah, we don't too. get this a whole lot, so. Very, very excited Final for this. Fantasy games. So. And of course, this is what we'll be talking about primarily next week uh, when we get back on the show. Yeah. Um, the only other game of note this week, and it is of note because it's a, I know it's got a lot of fans and it looks really interesting, is Layers of Fear. Yeah. Uh, you played it for a little bit, Jeff. What do you think? Yeah, just a little bit, uh, just to confirm my suspicions that it's a remake of the 2016 game. Um, uh, and it is, uh, but it turns out oh, they I thought remade it was a sequel. It. I thought so too, but apparently the sequel is Layers of Fears, or maybe they scrapped it. No, I'm serious. I think they just added an <laughs> yeah, S. Yeah, it was the extra S. Yeah, there was yeah. the extra. Um, they might have just scrapped so that because they've said, they've said nothing about that. And you know Bloober, they'd be Bloobin', so I, I don't know. They, they do be Bloobin'. It's interesting that they haven't said Oh, anything. my God. They're working um, on Silent Hill also, to be fair. So That is oh, true. They, yeah, they, are, right. they are working on Silent Hill as well, yeah. uh, a, a narrative kind of similar experience that Layers of Fear is, which is more of a walking simulator horror game where like you're walking up to – this specific story you're playing a painter that's becoming a little unhinged he does some horrible things to his family um but you're in his mind so like you'll walk into a room interact with a painting and then you turn around the room is completely different like you turn around everything's changed it's a mind f type of game experience um but the 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 cool thing is with the remake is um well first off they built it unreal 5 so the game looks incredible um but they included this character that's a writer that's uh been stationed at a lighthouse so she can write about this painter that lost his mind so you're kind of doing you start the game with a flash forward of her she was not in the first game originally and then you do a a flashback to the painter and the environments are identical to the 2016 game because i remember that game very vividly you remember Mm -hmm. some of these set pieces and or not set pieces but you remember the the room designs and where each thing is because basically each chapter you explore the house and it's ever changing hallways and rooms and you're grabbing a piece of a painting and and you grab maybe like five or six total and then you go back to your painting room and you put it on the board and it's usually some disturbed painting <laughs> that comes up and then you have to go back out and do it again. 
So it's that type of narrative thing. That and sounds like something I would keep wanting to do. <laughs> the scares are real, dude. The scares are very like they they first they start out with like just door slamming. Sometimes you hear footsteps. Sometimes you're crying. You got to play with your headset or else you're not really getting the full effect. Right. Um, right. But like later on, it gets way like the paintings start coming at you and like oh, things in the shadows start coming at you. Things start getting thrown at you. I don't like, like that. It, it gets pretty crazy how how unsettling and scary it can get. And like a in like a way that it feels like it could happen in your own house. It's not so yeah. scary that you're like, oh, this could never happen. It's like the real kind of scary, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. That's why I've always liked these games. Uh, Layers of Fear 2, I didn't really get that far into. I just kind of, I think I just wasn't in the mood for that type of experience of a game, mm-hmm. even though it's it's gorgeous. But uh, this is the next level. Like, I got it on the uh, on my Series X, which is brand new. I just got it this week. Oh, there you go. And um, it Woo-hoo. looks amazing on my... Uh, uh, OLED TV, uh, 4K. Uh, you and Dolby Vision. have the same exact TV, don't you? We do. Mine's, I think I, I got like eight inches on them, uh, which is uh, the story of our life, life really. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot we could dig into, but let's not do any <laughs> of it. I'm kidding, Kyle. Let's, uh, let's unravel that a little bit. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, but, let's uh, dig into this. <laughs> let's, let's dive deep into the size problem that you guys have. Uh, the size discrepancy. Um, so, uh, but yeah, it's just absolutely gorgeous. Like I, I'm pretty sure this is Dolby friendly. I don't know. It didn't pop up in the list of games. If you go to Xbox's website, you have a Dolby, uh, for gaming section and it's like a library. It's like five or six pages of, uh, 20, 20 games, each page mm. of games that are compatible with Dolby vision. And I think pretty much any new game is guaranteed to have that like this one. Um, mm. and, uh, it just makes the HD like like the shadows and stuff like it makes everything look look a little better than just regular um hd or stable 4k uh and and that's so far that's the only console that can do it um so that's why i felt like kind of the need to get it because i've been living on a series s not touching it not booting it up not playing anything just trying to play everything on pc and i'm like you know what no i want to play these really amazing games on a series x on my big ass tv and so far it's been worth it Nice. So that that Microsoft conference really worked on you. What you're saying? It really did. In the middle of the conference, I bought the console. Like I was like, "What am I doing? Why am I wasting my time with this Series S? It's not that it's bad, but like, I just don't. It doesn't make sense to put that on my TV. Like it's 1440p. It's not giving me the best quality. I tried playing Forza on it before, and I was like, "No, uh, <laughs> this is not oh, man. the same." Jeff's also turning into a visual snob. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> What's happening to me? Oh, God, God. I'm Derek now. Alpha. Changing. I'm changing. Alpha. Women are terrible. Alpha. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I don't know. I'll play this game intermittently. It's a short game. It's like three or four hours. It could be longer now ah, that it's remade. Um, but that was what it was last time was like three hours. Yeah, it's called remake, but it actually means something else. And then they'll do layers exactly. of rebirth. Yeah, and, and then and they're going to do Layers of Fear, whatever the third one is. Yes. I forget what third subtitle is. Read, read, they haven't said it yet. Layers yeah. of Fear. they did. Fearsies. 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 Adding on to Fearsies. Fearsies. <laughs> yeah, that's... Layers of Fearsies. Oh. That sounds that's actually for kids. pretty You adorable. thought it couldn't get any scarier. <laughs> that sounds pretty cute. It does. Um, all right, so a couple smaller games that I don't think any of us have put any time into, except for maybe Dord- Dordone. I don't know how to say that. It's, I think I think it's Dordone. It's like but a French word. I just I downloaded that for my wife to try it. But I think you and I agree on this, Jeff, and Dan, probably you too. Like art style looks gorgeous. It's oh not yeah, the kind of game I want to play right now. Yeah. Right, right. 
It's yeah. not. I'll fun. let you guys know what my wife thinks. But it's on that... Game Pass. If you have Game Pass, especially if you have a a, a good PC or an Xbox Series console, like just give it a look because it looks cool. Like their the art, the paint. Yeah, comes, it's it's so. got like a, a watercolor type. Watercolor, yeah. Yeah, and, and you're like interacting with it, and it's almost kind of seamless. Yeah, painter. Really cool. Really, really cool. But like, yeah, the whole like being a whiny girl that stays with her grandma thing that I don't care for the story. Don't care for what you're doing. You're going around collecting little things, stickers for your note. I got the two chapters. I got photographs, taking pictures. Yeah, yeah you're, you're, cra- you're thinking of crafts, basically. And I'm like, I don't want homework in a video game. I'm good. Uh, so <laughs> I'm moving on from that. Everything's <laughs> homework, Jeff. Everything's homework. True. That is true. That is very true. Collectibles, all the collectibles. Um. There's a game that I think looks cool called Park Beyond that when it gets cheaper, it's 50 bucks, mm-hmm. which is pretty steep. Yes. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Um, okay. But when Park Beyond is cheaper, I'm interested. Or if it gets added to Game Pass or Epic Game Store or something like that for cheap or free, like That's absolutely so I'll try it. But 50 you know, bucks. I'm a sucker for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those kind of games can be fun. They can really pull me in for a while. Yeah. But, um, um, it's a yeah. it's a next level uh, roller coaster tycoon, like even more like, outrageous. I, I get pulled into those tycoon games. I really me do. Too. Like Zoo Tycoon and Roller Coaster Tycoon. Like I think those are fun. Um, and they they usually all hit a point where it's too much stress, too much unbalancing at once, and I kind of just drop off the game after a little while. But yeah, for the yeah. most part, like the the opening, you're unlocking new things. That's fun. So um, I'll try it, but fifty bucks, nah. Uh, I got other things. Yeah, I don't remember, uh-uh. I remember how much Planet Coaster was. Um, I want to game... say it was thirty because Planet Zoo is also pretty awesome. Both of those are great. Okay. Um, so yeah, and then of course Jurassic World, Jurassic World Evolution. I think those games are fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Oblivion Override looks pretty cool, but I didn't play it. I just thought I'd highlight it as a new one that came out this week. It looks pretty fun. I like I like the art style, but it is another like platformer that I'm like, do I want to do another one of these? Platformer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, another one of these. Or action platformer. Yeah. And then there's a game that kind of looks like Vampire Survivors. I read some reviews on it. It's called Twenty Minutes Till Dawn. Uh, it's another. It's like less than five bucks. I think it's four dollars on sale right now. Um, oh jeez. Full price is probably five. So it's really cheap. It sure. looks a lot like Vampire Survivors. People are comparing it to it, but you actually like there's a button to fire your weapons and things like that. So it's oh, different. It's not automated okay. the way Vampire Survivors is. Sure. By the way, Vampire Survivors still awesome. I fired that the other day and I was like, wasn't there an update recently? Actually, this game rules, there, man. Yeah, there was. I can't remember <laughs> this game what it was. is so like right. it should not be fun because you yeah, right. just moving around a screen like it shouldn't be fun. Yeah, I love that game. It doesn't make sense. But it doesn't make any you're sense. You're like, okay, one more, one more run. Let's Let me just do one more. One more. Just one more. All right. Uh, I think that's it for, for new games for this week. Any, oh, a new movie this week, of course, The Flash, which is uh, apparently, Jeff, a return to form maybe for some DC filmage. Uh, I, I mean, you know, I liked it, but almost everybody that I'm friends with on Letterboxd is like, no. I don't, Listen, it's not good. They so, said uh, it was going to be the biggest comic book movie of all yeah, the, the discovery guy the, the the ceo of the company was like yeah. this is the best super comic book superhero movie ever made and it's not that by any stretch uh right it's just it's just a really fun time like i was able to maybe it's the low expectations i always have at dc movies but i was able to go in and just like not turn my brain off because there's still some things that i was like no that's dumb i hate that <laughs> uh but but for the most part it, it's like it's so ridiculous that it's fun and and the humor really kicks into high gear when it's uh, it's Ezra interacting. It's two berries interacting with right, each other. Right, right. And and they get so funny because that's when Barry starts realizing how annoying he is as a person. So like, 
he's like, oh my god, I'm beginning to see what people are talking about. Like, it's so funny. Um, and then there's like, I don't know, there's just so many parts where younger Barry, um, from a different timeline, is like just so goofy and so funny. And I really didn't expect that to hit for me because yeah. I went into it going, Ezra is not funny to me. It doesn't make me laugh. But you know, Ezra kind of fits in, in this movie. Like, he kind of makes it work. So. Whatever, I gotta, I gotta give uh, that person. I don't want to misgender or nothing or offend anybody. I don't know what the hell Ezra goes by nowadays. Uh, that person credit at least for not lowering the movie's quality. That, that actor much I can say. did a good that job. Actor, from what it sounds that like. person. They acted um, the words and they and stuff. They they said the words. Uh, the but word. uh, the highlight for me was, and this is the main reason I was dying to see it, was Michael Keaton returning as Batman. There you go. Um, I feel like both the fans and Michael Keaton kind of willed this into existence. You know, like they mm -hmm. always wanted to see him back. Uh, Michael Keaton loved playing Batman. He loved being Batman aside from wearing the, the Yeah, suit. I think he was kind of upset when he'd lost that role, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. It was kind of yeah. like, really, it was, um, I think it was a money dispute because they wanted to, it was Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones, and they were obviously going to get a bigger, uh, bigger purse if you will. Sure. And uh, Keaton was yeah, like, those guys were like at the peak, right? Like, yeah, like, it was Jim Carrey. Top like dollar. Yeah. The top guy in, in Hollywood. In the 90s. Stuff yeah. in the 90s. So like, maybe it was, I might've been something to do with that, but it was awesome to see him back in uh, Andy Muschietti, the director who also did the it movies. Um, oh, he paid the right amount of respect and like care into Keaton's Batman that it just really, I don't know. It just really made me kind of love the movie. Like, mm. even though, like, logically speaking, like, if if you guys when you guys watch the movie, you're gonna be like, "What is with all the bad CG?" There's so much bad CG in the movie. Uh, and mm, deep that's fake a bummer. CG. Yeah, like, there's like deep fake CG, or there's CG that you're like, "Why did you just not bring the actor in to do that?" Like, it. Why are you using CG for that? Just bring an actor in. Um, and then there's a moment at the end of the movie that makes no sense, where they actually resolve the main conflict of the movie. Um, but when you start to think about it for like two seconds, you're like, that's dumb. It doesn't make sense. Uh, <laughs> so there are gripes I have with the movie, but the way that they handled Keaton and the lines that he said and like the wisdom that he brought and like mm. uh, his explanation of the DC version of the multiverse, like it was just icing on the cake, dude. Um, that was already fun. It was already fun to begin yeah. with, but he added so much to it. And even Supergirl mm. being like a badass that yeah, had confined because humanity is awful uh, you know, they found her pod before any any oh. human could. So okay. she, you can kind of gather from the trailers that she's in confinement and, you know, okay. kind of help her out, get out of there. And so she's like, humanity's awful. I'm not going to help you guys. Like, she is such a badass in the movie. Wow. Uh, that worked for me, too. Like, I didn't really I kind of like that. that. It's a different take yeah. on a Superman-like yeah. character who is yeah. not just yeah, good yeah. two-shoes and always trying to do the right thing. You know, I kind of like that. Exactly. Yeah. And it ended up being... Where she came around was on Barry because Barry was the one that helped her get out. You know, he was like, I got you. You know, let's get you out of here and yada, yada. Yeah. He knew how to help her because she's Kryptonian and he knew what uh, what helped right. Superman heal and stuff like that. So, like, he was able to give her advice and stuff. So, like, her allegiance was to him, not so much to humanity. Mm, I see that. That makes sense. You know? Yeah. I, I love that's the thing. I love the way that they explained everything to do with the story. We're like, it was kind of like with Spider-Man No Way Home. I feel like they kind of lost the plot a little bit as to why Peter Parker, Tom Holland, was doing what he was doing. Like, why are you doing this? It's all pointless. Just send them back. They're going to die the moment they go back anyway. Who cares? Um, vague spoilers on that, I guess. 
But yeah. uh, the Flash, they were able to explain it where it's in the trailer too, where like somebody asks Barry, "Why are you doing this for a universe that you don't belong in? For a timeline you don't belong in?" And he's like, "This is the timeline my mom lives in, so I'm I have to save it." Oh, I like that. Like, I was like, yeah. "Dude, that's a great motivation. Thank you." Yeah, that's good. Like, yeah. uh, but like I said, Sim- the way they were simple it, but believable, it's very messy, but uh, it's 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 still quite quality to me. And then it yeah. ends with this cameo that is so funny. And Barry's reaction is like an F-bomb to it. It's so funny, dude. It made me laugh so hard. And I was like the only one laughing that hard. Um, but was it like a dumb thing or is it actually no, like... No, his delivery was purposefully comedic. It was supposed to be a really funny moment. Uh, and it made me laugh really hard because I, was knew, it Howard the Duck? I knew what the Howard cameo the Duck. was. Like I, and whereas people younger than me were probably Wrong like, comment. I don't know what that is. Like, so, um, mm. yeah. And there's also a bunch of other additional cameos that you're like, why did you... Put that in there. That makes no sense. Oh, did uh, okay. Professor X make an appearance in this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Professor X showed up and he just died right away. Uh, <laughs> sure, yeah. Oh my god. Somebody thought too hard in his head. I don't remember female how... Captain Britain who gets cut in half. It's great. Yeah, I could do this all day, yes. except two seconds later, dies. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, you're not wrong. I can do this some of the day, maybe. I don't know. I got to check my schedule. Uh, But uh, I really, really had a good time with this movie, man. I really did. And it's not. Apparently, he was more noticeable on a big screen, like maybe on a smaller screen. You wouldn't, or is it? Yeah, it might be on a smaller screen. Like even at home on a 4K TV, I I might not pick up on it. But there are some parts where where we've seen movies in the 90s pull off a single actor playing multiple people really well. Yeah, we have, yeah. But in this, they use like a deep fake technology and you can tell, like you can tell it's like Ezra's face does not match what's it's going like on. It's almost like it's not finished, like the editing. Yeah. Needs, okay. It's almost like they were just like, let's just get the movie out because we've we've delayed it for so long, yada, yada. Yeah. yeah. You know? but, um, well, they can always fix it up before a digital release. I mean, they yeah. do it with stuff like The Last of Us when they show the crew down by the tree line. Yeah. Or- now Game of gone, Thrones with the what are you talking Starbucks about? cup on yeah, the Starbucks medieval cup. table. I don't know what you're talking about. That never happened. What's Starbucks cup? Go look again. Go look at it right <laughs> now. Starbucks then? Didn't have Starbucks then? Show, show me. Yeah. Show me. <laughs> Anyone can Photoshop. Show me it right now. Oh, man. Well, I'm glad that movie's fun. Uh, DC movies, I've always dabbled in here and there. I enjoyed things like yeah. Shazam. I haven't watched the second Shazam yet, um, but I enjoyed okay. Shazam. I really enjoyed the first Wonder Woman. I thought that was excellent. I, I really liked the Man of Steel movie. Dude, know, Man of Steel, was, I think, is really good. Didn't enjoy either of the Justice League ones, right? Wasn't there the Batman v Superman and then the Justice League? Right, right. Yeah, and then there was a Snyder four-hour version of the Justice League, which, which was better, was, but it was still which was like, better, but I still didn't like it. Um, yeah, especially the ending, which was just, you know, it was almost like a clickbait clickbait ending of just trying to rile up fans and yeah create new headlines and the media and also my visual of that we got a complete snyder's vision my visual that whole movie the heroes (laughs) to the bad guys everybody everything's kind of got this gray scale shiny look to it i'm just like it's enough i I can't do it with this visual anymore yeah that's snyder snyder's version of dc just didn't jive i mean man of steel was kind of an exception because he wasn't going full Snyder there. I think he yeah. was consulting with a lot of people to make that movie. Um, but when he went full Snyder, yeah, full and, Snyder. and full Snyder. Don't, Superman, don't go full Snyder. Just don't go full Snyder, man. It's just too dark. But you know, Visually, when you when you just like, like you look at that, and you could say, "Hey, that was a bold style choice." All right, maybe. And you could even say, like, going four three letterbox, like that was a bold style choice. It's like, okay, maybe. I think a bold style choice was look at the first Guardians movie, what James Gunn did with the visuals and the characters and the bright yeah. colors and the crazy music. The very like, first those, time an MCU the, movie ever did that. Yeah, those were like bold, bold choices to me. That's like, and that caught my attention and pulled me right. In. 
the stuff with that Snyder's doing, I'm like, all right. It was like he was doing, he was trying to continue the legacy that Nolan, because Nolan was already kind of doing a dark thing Mm. visually and muted colors and stuff like that with the Dark Knight trilogy. And I felt like Snyder was trying to just continue that. that worked though. It worked so well. It did, especially (laughs) because you were on the street level. Like that's a street level hero. He's yeah, not you see Wonder Woman some... show up and she's basically what like dark browns and grays on. I was like, what it's, is it's baffling. It really is. Anyway, anyway, I know we're not talking about all that stuff. I'm glad to hear that Flash is good. I do have yeah, high have hopes as, as DC stuff moves forward because those characters are all intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. So um, and from the last trailer that we just saw, I think we just saw a trailer right before the Spider-Man movie. I think they showed one uh, before um, across the Spider-Verse. And mm. it looks fun. Like the Flash looks like a fun movie. So it's very fun. Yeah. And there are those money shots too of like, of, uh, I don't know, just those really cool cinematic moments that make you go, yes. Like, uh, yeah. Like I think there's in the trailer where Batman has his hands up because he's got, got the shot or something. And when he lowers his hand, Supergirl's right behind him. Oh, uh, that's cool. That's, that's cool. a cool, that's a cool, sh- that's a money shot. And then there's another shot where the two flashes are speeding around. And they touch heel to heel, and that's like a money shot too, where they that's just like cool. touch heel to heel and then just speed off in the opposite directions. I like that. Those oh, poster nice. moments are really neat. Yeah, it's like those symmetrical, like oh, it, it's so cool, dude. It's such a fun movie. I'm glad to hear that. Looking forward to seeing that when it does come out. Probably resubscribe to Max at some point to catch up on <laughs> Shazam Two and not on HBO Max. Yeah, no, no, just Max. Yeah. yeah What's yeah. HBO? Uh, <laughs> yeah. What is that anymore? Who knows? Who knows? It's not TV. Uh, that's for sure. Hey, special thanks to our buddy from our Facebook group, Jesse White. Jesse, don't know if you're listening today, but uh, appreciate this post because it was an interesting question about the best trilogies in gaming. And so I thought we would just talk about, and we don't have to talk more than a couple minutes about this. I just thought it was cool, and I thought I'd read some of the results from the post um, where basically he just said, there's so many great trilogies in video games. What are your, what's your favorite, or what are some of your favorites and why? Now, the community voting results, it wasn't even close. Mass Effect got 35% of the votes. And then after that, though, like if you take out the number one game by a mile, okay, or number one trilogy, sorry, by a mile, but then it was really close, like from 9% down to 1%, like really kind of close between, uh, at 9%, you had Gears of War 1 through 3, and at 8%, you had Uncharted 1 through 3, Bioshock, and Metroid Prime, all got 8% of the vote. Mm. At 7%, you had Halo and Dark Souls, those two trilogies, the, the 1 through 3 for Halo. Um, at 4%, you had god of war one through three the original ones like younger of course yeah meaner kratos uh and dragon age we're at four percent uh at two percent was the witcher and the hitman reboot trilogy mm. and then at one percent you had assassin's creed Ezio's trilogy and batman arkham games now this isn't like quality of them it's just like p- people's personal pick for their favorite trilogy so yeah. um I thought some of these comments were pretty pretty good too some of the insights people had like uh ron Villarreal said Mass Effect is the end-all, be-all of trilogies. Uh, yep. Good old buddy Gaston did not say Crash, although... Oh, oh. <laughs> although, is there a trilogy in Crash? Is there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's one first three, at least. Yeah. Because there's PS1. Crash 4, so there's got to be three, right? Yeah, yeah. the first three uh, but were on But he didn't say PS1. that. He said he just experienced the Halo uh, trilogy for the first time in 2020, and 1 through 3 was the definition of epic sci-fi. Uh, so he he loved that game. Uh, Mark Allen said Dark Souls or Metroid for him. Both of them had a huge impact on his gaming life. But he did use a caveat. I've never played Mass Effect. And then he was shamed. Ah. He was shamed for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I, I can't criticize him. I didn't play him till I mean, I didn't truly play them start to finish until the Legendary Edition. 
yeah, yeah, that's what I played them. Yeah. I mean, y'all a bunch of like sci-fi cucks. So you know, I'm just throwing that yeah, out there. Yeah, it's true. Sure. It is I'll, true. I'll, I love. I love okay sci-fi. That. I'm okay. With that. <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, Tyler Lee and he and I, especially when it comes to old Super Nintendo and early PS1 RPGs, we are just so on the same page with stuff like Suikoden and Final Fantasy VI mm-hmm. and Chrono Trigger. Like, we are just so eye to eye on that stuff. So he says Dark Souls is his pick. But if you looked at Final Fantasy IV through VI, kind of like the Super Nintendo trilogy as a trilogy, even though they're not directly connected, he said if that counted, that would be his pick instead. And I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of like that. As I a, mean, I would do seven through nine then if that were the yeah, case. Which but... is a PS1 trilogy, right? So like, right, yes, exactly. love that. I, I think those yeah. are those are cool ones. If we're not, if we're counting tangential, tangentially related things, then mine would be GTA 3 Vice City San Andreas. Oh, sure. Dude, I PS2 think that, era. That, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jesse White saying that Metroid Prime is the best, but also Halo 1 through 3 is the best, but also Mass Effect is the best, but also <laughs> SEO Trilogy is the best. <laughs> that's not how it works. That's how Mass Effect works. He's the one who made this poll. And he yeah, I was going to say that's how that works, Jesse. <laughs> uh, but he says exactly my, my pick is The Witcher, and he's so right on this. He said The Witcher 1 is rough, uh, even when it was released. Like, even for its time, it was kind yeah. of a rough game, smaller team. They were just figuring things out. But 2 is a pretty incredible game, especially like some of the stuff they've reworked over time. And then 3. According to him, world-shatteringly incredible, and I agree. It's just like one yeah. of those games that doesn't come around very often. Although in 2023, we're getting a lot of those kind of games for some reason, like yeah, these no, life-changing unreal. games. For some also, reason. Uh, Kyle brought up uh, in the chat Max Payne, which was not on the on the poll Max at the time. Payne? That's pretty good. That's I was like, damn, good. that's a good poll, especially because that third one is criminally underrated and underappreciated. Yeah. So for uh, me, it's oh, and our buddy, our good old PlayStation buddy Fab DC, he says. Uh, old he there's a lot of he did it say there's so many good picks on here but he has to go with the old school god of war kratos was his personal pick i picked witcher but i also think i give a there's a bunch of honorable mentions including mass effect and others that i loved but i would mm-hmm. even say so you could end one through three some of my favorites that's, that's one of my favorite yes. trilogies three three is the only one i've actually like really played yeah, that was my I, first one and the only one i really played so. love all three of those games i'm surprised as well that uh kingdom hearts isn't in there yeah, no one picked it. Well, Kingdom Hearts one, Kingdom Hearts one and two are on the PS2, but then three we didn't get until like a decade later. So that's still a trilogy. Still a trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Like I we don't have enough. We don't have enough weebs right? in our group. We don't have enough weebs. That's true. We don't. So. But Jawadi's uh, picking. Dan, up. is yours like <laughs> Mass Effect would be your favorite kind of no. official trilogy set, or what would yours be? Dragon Age. Yeah, probably either like Dragon Age or God of War. Uh-huh. Um would probably probably be that. Yeah. And Jeff, I but, like the GTA PS2 era games. That's a pretty Yeah, those good are those would probably be my pick especially cuz those were like I mean, I could not put those games down. They just ruined my life. Uh, they were like after I played three, the next out. two became instant purchases. Yeah. Around, and like, it was like nobody yeah. in the house could put it down. My dad, my brother and I were just constantly yeah. like rotating controllers. And like, somehow your dad played 2000 hours of it in two days. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Don't do the math. or Dude, I played at San Andreas like an obscene amount, like an yeah. obscene yeah. amount of time. <laughs> like, and that one that I didn't was... play as much, but I, I, I. I played it a lot. I didn't just didn't beat it myself. My brother beat it. Um, uh, But like, I got enough experience on it to be like, this is just a next level GTA. That's the only time I successfully, or maybe even ever attempted to act sick when I totally wasn't sick, just to stay home (laughs) and play. The San Andreas. Oh, that's awesome. And I was, I wasn't. And you're upstairs like, oh, remember to cough. Remember to cough every two seconds. (laughs) (laughs) 
18. Like I wasn't like a young kid. <laughs> like I was in a, you I was a senioritis era. I had responsibilities and I just <laughs> didn't do any of them. Well, uh, no, my, my, my for real pick of a trilogy, like yeah. story goes from one to three is Mass Effect. I mean, it has to be, even so though good. I just played that for the first time in 2020. Uh, but what else was I doing? It was 2020. Yeah. Uh, so like, but yeah, that remastered collection coming out really saved kind of the first game too, because I've heard from people that beat the first game when it came out that like, it was just so, it was like the first Witcher game. They were like, yeah, it, was yeah, so yeah. Rough. it wasn't fun to play, even though the, the story was great and the decisions the you had to so make. so good, but yeah. I fell off that game three, I tried three times because I really wanted to play yeah. the story and I just thought the game wasn't fun yeah, to the play. the remaster like, really The saved. legendary collection, yeah. I was all of a sudden like, Am I dumb? Has this always been this fun? <laughs> Everyone confirmed, like, no, it has not always oh, been this fun. Yeah, they tweaked it. And even it. then, it feels, it feels rough to shoot, because it's just a remaster, it, so it, it feels does feel rough, a little rough to shoot. It worked. But by the time you get to two, you're like, this is just insane. And then even three gets even better combat-wise. Um, but yeah, that story is just amazing, and I, I do love sci-fi. Uh, Halo is my nostalgia pick. That's that's one that, you know, I, I mm. play. I would always play co-op or sit next to somebody or have somebody sit next to me while we play through the campaign of all three. Cause I didn't know an Xbox. So I would just have to play it with uh, friends pretty much yeah. the whole time, but we would beat the story and just that experience together was just like the most memorable gaming experience for me. Yep. Um, and then the Arkham series is just all the way through. It's like what I wanted oh, wow. exactly out of a Batman series, out of a Batman game. Yep. Um, and, and the fact that they upped the ante every single one of them was like, just so impressive. Agreed. Agreed. So that was, uh, Arkham Asylum and then Arkham City, Arkham Knight. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Mm. I never finished Arkham Knight. I think to finish Arkham Knight too, but I do. I I remember being kind of forced to do the Batmobile stuff when I was like, no, I kind of want to break from that. I kind of uh, got tired of all the tank fighting. And I, I'm not <laughs> exactly. saying it was bad. I was. It wasn't bad. Like, it was just like I was... want to fight people again. Like I, I made wanna, right yeah. at that game, right? It was yeah, the. Yeah. It was still yeah. fun. Like I mean. Even by today's standards, it. it's still fun. I just um, wanted to be Batman and like float around the city and take out bad guys in groups. Yeah. It's like, like when I went back to like, Batmobile in the first two games. Like last year when I went back and replayed uh, Arkham Origins, which I had was it Arkham Origins? Anyway, the Origins game that I hadn't played, I went back and yes. played it, yeah. and it Pretty was cool. kind of what I remember City being sort of. Like, I'm not saying it was as good as City, but it had that vibe to it, and yeah. I really liked that game a lot. By the Gotham Knights team, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like Rocksteady proper, yeah. It wasn't the yeah, it wasn't the official team or whatever. But yeah, so many good trilogies out there, and uh, you know when when we get a third entry for this Jedi series that EA is doing, when we get a third, if we ever get it, I know we'll get a third one of those. If we ever get a third God of War, I'm not saying we will. I think they've said that wraps up this story, but does it though? We'll see. Like yeah, there we'll might see. be enough. Yeah. There might be enough of a push internally. Like you got to make a third one. Like who knows? Yeah. Um. But that would be up there with my favorite trilogies because those first two god of wars 2018 and, and 2022 were just yeah, for sure just amazing and then of course were. technically with spider-man 2 we kind of have a trilogy but not officially because it's just spidey and then miles yeah. and then spidey miles 2 one. but all right fine if that doesn't count as a trilogy whenever they make a spidey 3 because you know they'll do that too god i hope it's like a spider verse full of spider people in the third Man. one that would be so amazing yeah, I feel like they gotta be, be building up to that, not in a multiplayer sense, but like in a maybe at least a four four characters at once yeah. sense. Mm -hmm. They gotta be. I, I don't I don't know what else would be doing then. I don't. Yeah. Dude, Nick Cage <laughs> as uh, Noir Spider Man. Like, I mean. uh, I'm just gonna <laughs> take those freaking Rubik's cube. So one that no one mentioned that I wanted to at least highlight as like 
one that I've had a blast with was the Fable games. The Fable trilogy was oh damn, that's super good. fun. Yeah, and and I know they're not the best necessarily of their genre, but they do some very specific things really well, and I love the tone of those games. I just think they're really fun. I think Fable games are a blast. Um, uh, Assassin, that was the other one I was trying to think of. Assassin's Creed, uh, the Ezio trilogy there. Yeah. That was like I felt like in love with that series was yeah. was so specifically. And I was at, during that time I was interested in the background story, the the modern right. story too. Like I thought yeah, I yeah, liked both. Yes, exactly, exactly. Because they they seemed to still kind of be caring, and they, there was like there was that you know carrot that they were dangling along. Yeah. Like oh, this is actually kind of interesting, and and like allegedly building up to like a, an Assassin's Creed they, game that was at you know during modern time, but like modern time being like in the future. You know what I mean? Right. So. Like yeah. it was going to be it just seemed like it was going to be really cool, like giant skyscrapers. And you're like maybe kind of bouncing around the, uh, around them somehow. But yeah. um, that obviously did not come to fruition. Uh, <laughs> Although the ending of Valhalla suggests even more of that, like maybe that's happening at some point yeah. down the line. Perhaps. I don't know. Um, it's just is there's so many games now that it's just. Yeah, like, they're, they're so enamored with the past for now. And I don't blame them because they haven't explored every single there's so Every many settings era. they still could do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, we're getting uh, Samurai's finally. We're getting Japan. Yes. Finally. Finally. Wait, like, that's oh. the next big one is Japan? Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, but we don't have like a name for that or anything or like that's like down. They're working on that one. You know what, Jade or? Jade, I think, is the mobile one, it right? Is. It is, yeah. But I, I, I know that they had that. And there's, a one, there's one in China that's uh, side China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. China. China. Uh, but, but that's I, what, yeah, that's what Jade is, and that's a mobile. Yeah, I feel like the samurai one is like they've just said that's the setting, and that's all it we know. About that's right. That's right. Oh, yeah, is it yeah, Crimson? yeah. Well, let me check. That one's in Mother Russia. Nah. <laughs> there actually is a comic though of uh, Russia. There's a. There was a side-scrolling Russia one that I played. Uh, those were okay. Imagine I just think a Cold War one that would have been interesting. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think right now it's just called Assassin's Creed Japan. Japan or, or Red. Hold on. Assassin's Red, that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Red yeah. finally brings a blood yeah, to Japan. So it's just Assassin's Creed Red. That's I think that's going to be the next big, the RPG be the next big one. one. Awesome. And then it's going to be Great. a blue version and you can trade assassins with the. You know what's going to happen is that's going to come out the same year as Ghost of Tsushima 2. So. <laughs> oh, man. I, I honestly hope that would be Ubisoft's amazing. luck. I know. Yeah, I know that would happen for them. Yeah. And I would just look at it like, sorry guys, ghost too. Sorry. Though. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah. Mm. Um. Anyway, all right, cool. Well, thanks, Jesse, and uh, everyone else from the group for participating in that. That was kind of an unplanned but cool conversation around some great trilogies. A couple of news headlines, and then we can talk about other things from um, this past week. Of there was a little more news that it's been trickling out from all the summer game fest type things. They're not E three things, but here's your. Here's your reminder, your annual reminder that it has now been six years since Metroid Prime 4 was announced. <laughs> hey, listen, at least it hasn't been a decade yet, all right? It hasn't been a it decade been yet. A decade yet. Final Fantasy 15. Uh, I mean, you got to admire the fact that Nintendo, even publicly, was like, I think it was 2019. They were like, um, it's not going well. We're going right. to start over again. Yeah. But that was four years ago. Well, not quite four. I think that was like this fall. It will be four years ago. So, um, so yeah, it's still been a minute. Still waiting for that, but um, it's hard to be mad at Nintendo. They've been pumping out a lot of good games. Games take time. Games, games take time, take time. So. and especially the good ones. Um, Fire Emblem, though, the, uh, one of the older ones that was on Game Boy Advance, the first Fire Emblem I ever played, is uh, hitting Nintendo Switch Online this week. Oh. So cool. some of the some of the old schools, they it does not have the accessibility stuff now, where you can like turn off permadeath and stuff. Like, nope, that's 
those things are all dark sold in. Yep. <laughs> so yep. Yep. no change in mess around. Uh, so that's the Nintendo stuff that jumped out at me this week. Uh, Sony has said they still have no plans to release their first party games on P- PS plus on day one, because so far their plan of not doing that is working pretty well. Mm. So according to Nick McGuire, um, he is the vice president and head of globals, uh, global head of subscriptions over at Sony. He says, we're happy with our strategy. Putting games in a bit later in the life cycle has meant we can reach more customers 12, 18, 24 months after they've released. We're seeing customers get excited about those games and jumping in. And for us, that's working. So basically he's saying we're getting our sales out the gate. And then anywhere from a year to two years later, we can throw them on the PS Plus and generate a whole new audience via subscription yeah. and that kind of thing. So I'm like, hey, listen. I like what ga- uh, Game Pass does, but I can't hate on them for that. Like, it's clearly working. Yeah. yeah Stuff man. like God of War and Horizon are selling gangbusters. So you can't, of course. If, it, if it's legit working and they're just not blowing smoke up our behinds, then. Correct. You know. And I think it's hard to fake NPD sales numbers, right? Like, those games are selling like crazy. So. Um, all right. And then the last thing before we talk about some other news is Embracer. So. This is the first time I've seen some real negative stuff around Embracer. It's usually been positive. Like, hey, they're buying buying this IP. They're going to resurrect this thing. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. And then now it's like, well, their company shares have nosedived by 40% in the last month. Oof. And this past week, they announced major restructurings uh, that's going to see game studios closing and projects canceled. Now, according to the CEO, Lars Wingafors, how's that for a name? That's, that's um, a name. He's saying it's almost entirely around unannounced projects. And so any announced significant releases will still arrive as planned. Um, So he says a whole bunch of like jargony, jargony, CEO marketing stuff. But then he talks about Lord of the Rings. So that's their major IP they acquired last year. And he says, we own Lord of the Rings. We know we need to be exploiting Lord of the Rings in every significant fashion. I was like, they, they need to be exploiting. It? I don't think that's the word you should be using. Like, I felt like uh, Montoya from Princess Bride. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I don't think that word means what you think it means. But basically, he's just they're trying to they're going to leverage that as their biggest IP. They want to make it sure. one of the biggest gaming franchises in the world. So, starting right, with Gollum, Gollum Game of the Year contender. Going. Yeah, yeah, it's funny they released Gollum, and then I think their next, I, I think it's them doing the Return to Moria, right? Because since they own. Yeah, yeah. So, like those are two. Like, I'm not saying I'm. I'm of course interested in a good survival crafting, you know, management game. I think that's cool and I like that setting. But it's not. I don't think of either of those as true Lord of the Rings games that real Lord of the Rings fans want. They want. They want to be Aragon or Legolas or a character like one of those. They want to be like Talion from The Shadow of War and Mordor. You know, that's Mm -hmm. that's what you want to be. But anyway. Whatever. Maybe they Go should back. genuinely embrace what Lord of the Rings is. Then yeah, embrace her. Embrace your a lot job. Of, they embraced a lot of employees, and they're letting a lot of them go now. They've released their embrace. Great. Uh, bummer. I just want a Gollum too, to be honest. You know, I just want. <laughs> That's all you want. <laughs> I just want a sequel to Gollum. Yeah. <laughs> Golluming harder. Oh my god. Oh. Two Gollum, two furious. <laughs> Gollum, two. <laughs> two Gollum, two furious. That's pretty amazing. If they do that, I actually would buy that game. Um, two Gollum, two precious. Just to, just to support yeah, that, that title. <laughs> um, so the even though the Xbox Game Showcase, which we already recapped last week on our show, um, even though that main showcase aired, they continued to show more stuff uh, uh, this week, including, I mean, a lot of DLC stuff, like Cyberpunk, which I know we talked about a little bit, but... 
If you aren't already excited about that and you like Cyberpunk 2077, I advise you go over and check out a lot of the stuff about Phantom Liberty. If you liked that game, that DLC mm -hmm. looks like a yeah. lot more of that sweet, sweet goodness. So, and it's going to be changing quite a bit of the core game too, apparently. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, for the better. Um, high on High on Knife is a hilarious DLC name for High on Life. I think that is <laughs> yeah. so funny. High on Knife. <laughs> um, and Justin Roiland apparently is allowed to still make stuff. I think this was already in development before the whole okay. thing. Okay. Even that lawsuit ended up either dismissed. I or... think it's gone. I don't know if he's innocent, but I don't think he's still under. The no, game. I don't. I think it was like dismissed on different grounds than. Yeah. Oh, he clearly didn't do this. Uh, it was I, something I don't, else. I'm not sure it's clear one way or the other. I just know yeah. that I think that's quieted down. And so. Rick and Morty are actually uh, in the middle of casting other people oh. for his roles. So they're okay. they've already written the season like the season's done. Uh, mm -hmm. So. I mean, he's still done in in other regards. It's just yeah. I think I think with this one, it was like, well, he's already written and, and voice acted all these roles. We might as well finish up the DLC. We they have a like, contract. Well, well, well he already. Well, hold on a minute there, dude. Um, Lamplighters League looks pretty fun. Uh, that yeah. comes out in in October. Um, it's just, it's a longer title. I just shortened it. It's the Lamplighters League and the Tower at the End of the World. Yeah, you'll just find it on Game Pass as Lamplighters League. That's it. Yeah. But it's that right there. It's under coming soon in Game Pass. Yeah. It looks fun. That looks pretty cool. Uh, I love the Avowed uh, interview. I highly recommend people go watch that because they kind of explain the scope a little better because it's I not. I mean, it is like Outer Worlds just in a different setting, right? Yeah. I mean, it's Outer Worlds, mm -hmm. but it also occurs it in the so pillar. Fun. I think it's. I think their property is Pillars of Eternity because it occurs in the same world as Pillars oh, of Eternity. I don't think uh -oh. I knew that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it, it, and it's so like they're they're That's able to borrow from their own lore that well, they already cool. established, which is pretty rad. But you think I don't that think maybe gonna... help them complete the game sooner because I thought maybe. about it would have been a long so. way off. Yeah, and I know, me too. It's sounding like it might be a next year game. Yeah. Yeah, I think it might genuinely hit that mark of next year. I mean, and, and I do love it's... that it's Outer Worlds but fantasy, especially if it's not Skyrim. like full on yeah full on like skyrim style where because like yeah. outer worlds wasn't like that right it was right it was, it like was areas. just an areas each planet yeah. was like an open area area basically yeah. yeah yeah i wouldn't of course put these in like a double a range like down with some of your um like focus entertainment or whatever but like it just feels like they are it, it's not so big that it's gonna like, it's not like playing valhalla it might be more like playing Assassin's Creed Syndicate or the upcoming yeah, Mirage exactly. or something. So it's yeah. just a it's a more focused version of that stuff. And I totally down with that. You can totally have a triple A game in that in that vein. So I'm I'm looking and I, Outer Worlds to me was completely a triple A game. I don't know. Oh yeah, it felt like yeah, it felt like a comprehensive triple A experience. It totally did. Um, I don't know what the first Descendant is. It it looks like it's just another third person shooter. Oh, okay. uh multiplayer versus type game man cool. that's what it looks like to me uh, i think towerborn's like the castle crashers looking one right? yes yeah that one looks fun i can't yeah. remember what they said about this one unfortunately uh that's very unfortunate uh, i only vividly remember what they showed in the last game unfortunately uh i just, just and i say castle crashers not in terms of art uh no, because no. the art style does not look like that but it just looks like a four player uh kind of beat em up 
hack and slash. I might have actually fast forwarded through this because they were not talking. They were not showing gameplay. They were just talking mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, I think they were just talking. Okay. I was like, ah, okay. fast forward. So I wasn't really listening. <laughs> the arcade challenge coming in, in July for Hi-Fi Rush does sound fun. Though. Yeah, there's like two new modes, and one of them is like a time. One of them is like a, a, a beat rush, I guess they call it, where it's like the more enemies you you defeat, the beat gets just faster and faster and oh, faster okay. to the point where it's like cool. impossible. Uh, that one sounds fun. I can't remember what the other one is, but that, that one game rules. Fun. Yeah, I will not let that game be forgotten. I mean, no, no. I can't promise that it's necessarily going to be something I fight for on our shared list, but it'll certainly be on my top 10 this year. What a fun freaking game. Yeah. Um, we talked it's about incredible. Elder Scrolls Online, Necrom already, uh, Phasmophobia is coming to consoles, Exo Primal. By the way, Exo Primal will be a really fun one from Capcom to be a surprise fun game. I'm not expecting it to be good, but if Exo Primal ends up being fun, I would, I would love that. Because the idea of like, robots and dinosaurs like futuristic yeah. dinosaur combat like that sounds cool i yeah. just didn't think any of it looked like tim game i think it's just going to be like a stupidly fun swimming in sevens game probably that's what i'm that's that what would be great. Just be dumb fun i would like, dig that yeah yeah Do you think think, it's gonna, uh, is it like dynasty warriors but with guns like you're just sweeping through huge swarms of enemies is it like that I think it's, it's a, I think there's a little more strategy to it because I think there's the different characters like there's kind of like the more hulkier character and then okay, I think you pick a like class kind of yeah like a class okay. so and okay. he yeah so it probably the, takes more by the way the phasmophobia announcement is like I'm surprised they didn't announce it during the main show because that's the first time anybody's ever confirmed that it's coming to consoles uh, that is a pretty big deal that's such yeah. a big hit on PC oh dude yeah, yeah it's so big it's streaming and it's coming in like as soon as August, early access, and even Kyle was like hitting me up because we've done ghost hunting before, like I guess quote unquote legit ghost hunting, uh, with the equipment that they show in the game. So oh, that's like, kind of fun. He and I are like, yeah, we got to put a crew together and and do that like, whatever uh, hit series. X. Um, I did uh I did join in on somebody uh that was playing that game and I was one of the people like I joined in on the stream I was playing it um. That game is a little confusing to like play though, so I, yeah. I hope maybe they add like a better tutorial because it, it kind of like if you just like jump in and especially with people who already know, then they're kind of having to explain it to you. It, it doesn't really just explain what all the equipment is. Necess- I mean, you know, like what a flashlight is, obviously, when you when you grab a flashlight, but there's just obviously some other things. Oh, well, then scan the okay, environment. So yeah, Kyle and I have like foreknowledge of that, so we would be able to go in and be like. Get, grab the spirit box, grab the whatever, grab, you know, we would know what those are. Um, yeah. But like when you, when you start like a, a match, so to speak, sorry, I just whacked the microphone. Um, you're, you're like in the van or not the van, but like sort of like the truck thing that there's yeah. just a wall of like equipment. Yeah. And I'm, I, I was like, I don't know what any of this shit is. <laughs> <laughs> no clue. You're like, right. It doesn't explain it. To, it kind of expects you to be like, just figure it out. I don't know. Yeah, just, just figure do what it out. You want. Yeah. yeah. But it is interesting, and it, it is a cool vibe. Like, and it's, and it's creepy. It's funnier than hell. Like watching all the early access people play it, and it's like so yeah. broken. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. So I'm sure it'll I'll just tear down I'll just fly through some of these, and then and then if there's something that you guys feel like uh, you want to talk about, we can. There's a whole bunch of, of smaller games shown that I won't list all of them off. Um, more Flight Simulator. Uh, Mecha Ball, Lies of Peace, Senua Saga, Hellblade Two. Oh my God, the Senua Saga thing was hilarious because it was like. Look at look at how awesome our motion capture. It was like I'm a like, behind like, the scenes yeah, thing. We, yeah, we we know you did that in the first game too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, showed this, this to us shit. like 2021 or like something. Like, <laughs> stop. Um, Lightyear Frontier. I'm blanking out on what that even is. What is Lightyear Frontier? I think it's a crafting out in space on different okay. planets type okay. game. The, the demo well, should be out uh, Monday, I think. A whole bunch of uh, 
Game Pass games that are interesting. I actually remember another Crab's Treasure, which looks very silly, but actually surprisingly fun. Like, I think it could be fun. A little bit like uh, Untitled Goose Game, just in terms of its silliness. Uh, sea of Stars will be on Game Pass. Which is awesome. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Neon uh, White's going to be on Game Pass Neon soon. White is yes. not only coming to Xbox, but it'll be on Game Pass when it arrives. So that oh. was previously just uh, PC Probably and soon. PlayStation. Or was it on Switch? Was Neon White on Switch? I don't think so. I think it was just on PlayStation, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I played it on PC, game? but yeah. Uh, Neon White. White. Oh. Um, it was on, it's on Switch, isn't it? I can't remember now. There's no so way to know. It definitely we'll wasn't on Xbox. No, there is, no, there's, no I'm not looking that up. I'm looking up something else, actually. Okay, good, good, good. You, you look up something different. <laughs> Wait, it was on Switch, yeah. It was on Switch okay. first. It was on Switch, okay. So it was on Switch and PC, and then it came to PlayStation. Okay. Yep. PS4 and 5. Um, Wandering Village actually looks kind of cool. You're on the back of this giant turtle building your little village, like chopping down trees and like yeah, gathering resources that. and all that. So I think that one looks cool. And and then they showed a little more of 33 Immortals, that game from the Jotun and Sundered and Spirit Fair developers. Um, Dude, which... that was a really cool gameplay like gameplay session because they actually uh, they actually like were like okay, it was it was like two of the developers and Phil, and they got a bunch of their developers and friends like online and they all played it and it's pretty much like fall guys logic where some of the players will just die and yeah and and the uh the enemies will either swarm you or they'll cause you to the arena that you're in to shrink into a tiny circle to where you're like fighting a bunch of enemies yeah. like you're supposed to die like you're and, and it is the randoms i think the idea yeah. is for it to be quick games that you can jump in yes. and play with a lot yeah. of people um yeah looks fall guys is a good example of that but it's it's just a little more like a, "Quote unquote serious like action game compared mm. to Fall Guys, which is very yeah. Serious. It's kind of, it's more like uh, Diablo is not a really good comparison, but I'm playing it a lot. So it means I, sorry. If you haven't played Yoten, it's, it looks a lot like yeah. That. It's like that, and also it's really funny. Uh, Phil even mentioned like, hey, when you guys started development of this, you didn't even have 33 people to <laughs> test this game, and they're like, yeah, we really didn't. We had like 16 awesome. people. So apparently, that stat of them having only 16 de- people at their develop uh, at the company, that's they've doubled in size since then, which is awesome. Okay. They deserve it. Nice. Even even if they doubled, they wouldn't have thirty three. Um, no, all right. Sure. So, what's your status, Obama agreeing with you. I, I appreciate that, Barack. Thanks, buddy. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Barack. Barack. I call I call him buddy, buddy Obama. Buddy, hey, buddy. Um, Capcom had a showcase, which I think to most people, I didn't actually end up watching it, but to most folks who watched it, felt like it was a little underwhelming. Even though I don't think they usually pretend like it's going to be more than it is i think they talk about what games are going to cover ahead they of time did, they did they? but i thought i still thought they were going to show a little more of dragon's dogma general too. consensus was just kind of like eh, it wasn't all that amazing but you know no. they showed more street fighter 4 resident evil 4 uh remake with the vr stuff um ghost trick found detective that kunitsugami path of the goddess game mm-hmm. um exo primal and then dragon's dogma 2 but i don't think they showed a whole lot more of that no right? no not really not really at all they were just like kind of like, well, here's what it is. Uh, not even that. Not even that far. So it was kind of like, hey guys, it's coming, and uh, you Probably can customize year. your experience. That's the time. earliest. Uh, you know, you can change yeah. change how you want to play the game. Like pick yeah. your certain combat. And I'm like, they can't you already do that in the first game? No. Uh, <laughs> but it was just funny. Sort of like like uh, if you watch the IGN feed and it cuts back to the IGN people right after it ends, they uh, they one of the guys goes, what the hell was that? Like they were just like <laughs> they were like. What is going on? Why why did they even have a showcase? Yeah, well, was, they, they did it last this, year too. Could have been they did an email. It last year too. You know? Yeah. Uh, as much as I give Capcom a lot a lot of love on this show, talking about how they're just they've been so consistent over yeah. the last handful of years. Um they're they're on a good streak right now, I guess is a good way to put it. Because they're not I mean, Capcom has had some 
some down years as well. Let's be honest with the games they've put out. PS3, 360 era. But I think better. right now they have a really good role going with all the Resident Evil stuff and Monster yeah. Hunter stuff and the Street Fighter 6 is just being, it's beloved. And so like they're crushing it at the moment. And Dragon yeah. Dogma 2 is looking very positive. Um, but yeah, all it takes is a couple of stinkers to swing that the other direction. So anyway, well, they're consistently having pointless presentations. So there you go. Yeah, their presentations they're not doing as well on. Speaking of bad presentations, I thought Ubisoft's forward was really odd because it. I'm not saying it didn't have any good moments. I actually thought they had three pretty solid moments. One at the beginning, one towards the middle, and then one at the very end was not just mm-hmm. solid; it was amazing. Um, the the moment at the beginning, of course, is just dance. They kicked that was amazing. No, I'm just kidding. why. Yeah, just just why why. they did a lot of dancing and they did more dancing and they did a lot more dancing and they kept (laughs) dancing. And I was like, I think, Dan, you said someone was like, who is this for? (laughs) Seriously, why do they keep doing it? Who is this this for? Yeah, I I don't know. But, you know, what's funny was they would cut. It was a very small venue and they would cut to the crowd on their folding metal chairs and they would cut to Phil Spencer sometimes going like. Yep. Like just kind of a yeah. grimace and just clap. I was like, this is so funny. They got the cameras. They always do it. this thing where it's like, oh, this it is going like to be short. In a conference it's going to be short, right? Clear. And then they just keep going with this. Yeah. You're like, oh, my it was God. Not a, it was not a good room. Uh, looked like a, actually looked like a college classroom that they cleared and just put some folding chairs up in. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looked like to That's me. Sad. That's sad. A lecture hall. Yeah. Uh, then they showed what I thought was going to be just a quick you know, story trailer for Avatar, but turned out they dove back in and really showed a lot of gameplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got multiple trailers for uh, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, and they talked about it in the bunch. They gave us a release date of December 7th. It's yeah. going to be a brand new story and new characters that's kind of happening, you know, and around the same time, like you'll see some connections to the movie stories, but they wanted to give you, and I love this, like don't make me be Jake Sully or whatever. Like let me do my Jake own. Sully, yeah. Um, and I'm and I'm loving it that they're doing that. And so it looks I think it actually looks surprisingly good. But do we know how much the main character is going to say, bro, because it better be at least 80,000 times. <laughs> I hope it's a lot. Yeah, I hope it's a lot. bro. They said bro so much in but Way the, of Water. The it was flying so looked so good. I don't know Dude, if it yes. would be good. But yeah. it looks so fun flying on this dragon. That was exactly what I wanted the flying to look like in this game. Like pull out to third person and then third you... person. Yeah, because I didn't know the game was going to be first person. I thought it was going to be third person. But um, mm-hmm. it looks like it's going to be a fry, a, a fry cry, a far cry experience. That was great. The, but for flying, they're doing the cyberpunk thing where it's like, okay, you can go third person for this part. Yeah. I love that. And yeah, and that's what great. you need in, in a game where it's like it really is about the environment. Because that, I've always said the movies are just video game cutscenes and they're just yeah. movies. You know, well, movie versions of video game cutscenes. Some of the stuff all CG, about, you know? some of the stuff about um, the world that they created with Avatar, love it or hate it, some of the elements are really intriguing. Like yeah. the idea of these folks that have to build a connection to one dragon and then that's the one that chooses you and you have to like mm-hmm. best it somehow like there's something about i thought that was kind of interesting yeah. I, I liked that and they're clearly doing that also in this game where you get one of these dragon things to ride and mm-hmm. then you can customize it and put armor yeah. on it and stuff like it, it's your mount and i'm like i like that that kind of yeah. fits in with what there's way doing. more crafting involved too like when you're at base camp you can craft this food that gives you these certain perks or yeah, these yeah, buffs very, or whatever very far cry like yeah yeah exactly yeah, this is really just far cry pandora edition like pretty you know, much we didn't see any towers yet but we'll see i'm sure there will sure. be yeah i'm sure that, i'm oh sure you'll gosh, go up to a tree be. and attach outpost. your tail to it or whatever yeah there's gonna be out <laughs> and it'll scan everything yeah. it'll scan it all yeah. yeah 
Um, I, I am excited for that. And December 7th, what a great time for that to release. There's nothing oh. else in that window right now. Um, so that's actually a pretty good... Actually, I feel like Ubisoft is... They don't shy away from launching a new game IP, at least, because this is a new IP for gaming, at least. Okay, right. not a new IP, but like... They, they did that with Immortals. They did it with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. They released it like December 3rd one year, I think. Um, so anyway, they're not afraid of... Yeah, this is the, um, this is the, the Division developer. Division 1 and 2. Um, and so it's not the last time we'll hear from them in this showcase. But that's right. uh, that's right. yeah, they're, they're, making, they're taking they're some two, big swings. They're making two massive games based on huge yeah. franchises. And I they look very ideas. far along. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm very impressed with what they're showing. Yeah, I don't think I think them. they're all trapped at the office. None of them can go home or have lives. There's, I don't know how they're doing this. <laughs> they're crunching uh, up the ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was going to say one looks substantially better, to be honest. Not that I'm saying that this looked bad, but like I was actually un- I was actually shocked by the last thing. Yeah, we'll talk about Star Wars. I I agree with you. It looks better. I'm just more interested in Star Wars. But for yeah, an yeah, Avatar yeah. game, I I can't really point to much that says to make it better for Avatar. It should have done this. It's like yeah. I, I think it's about as good of a version of an Avatar game that you could ask yeah. for. From what there I was just something seen. about. I don't know. There was just something that was not in, is more interesting by far. The whole universe. No, I just mean like even just the way that that game looks. There, there's just something to the detail of like everything in that game that when I saw that, I was like, this looks next gen to me. Yep. Like, yep. Yep. Well, they do have a shooter coming out called X Defiant. Uh, I guess streamers are playing it and having a blast based trying. on their sizzle reel. So that's the <laughs> betas. Betas hitting uh, this week actually. This so, was was this the game that they were like, we're gonna announce a huge game. It's gonna be awesome. I remember that. It was yeah. such a letdown. I was like, yeah, and it was like X Defiant. <laughs> Everybody was like, what the hell? But they, yeah. they did that last year, I think, when they announced. Yeah, it. we thought it was gonna be some big division game or something like that, and yeah. then it ended up being X Defiant. And and all the dislikes. I think that's around the time they removed dislikes from YouTube because it was like it was like so heavily disliked. <laughs> well, that's when people started doing their own math. They're like, okay, here's number of views, here's number of likes. <laughs> <laughs> I have an idea of what the dislike count probably is. Sure, sure. Um, they showed more Prince of Persia, most more cinematic this time, and less of the. I mean, they did show some gameplay, but it was more of the cinematic stuff. Very stylish. That game looks mm-hmm. awesome. January. They, I, I loved that they really emphasized the amount of combos you will have to chain together in order to not just fight, but traverse. Like yeah. it's very Ori. It's it's it looks so cool. Yeah, this is a this is a game that I'm really hyped for. Coming out in January. Um, Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix, which is a Netflix animated series. It actually does look like fun and funny. I just thought mm-hmm. the announcement of it was very odd. And they gave that Random. guy way too much freedom to just get up there and yeah, that... be like, hey, go up there. You're you're a funny guy in the office. Go be the funny guy. Like, it felt kind of like that. Um, and... Well, he was one of the main, crea- main um, creators or writers or whatever of the Castlevania animated show. Right. Yeah, I think oh, nice. he's, got a, he's got a pedigree for sure. Like, yeah, he's and just I think... weird. It was just dude. an odd. It was just an odd thing to like. Yeah, don't don't script it. Just go out there and be yourself. You're so funny. Like that's that's, that's how it felt to me. Um, what a laugh anyway. riot you are. <laughs> but anyway, it does. It actually that animated series does look like funny and creative. I'm sure it's good. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, we'll skip the mobile games. The Division mobile game was so disappointing. So I was like, oh, Division, Division, oh, research. Yeah, the Division developer has moved on uh-huh. from that series. So now I'm like, have no hope for it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, so that's like, a, that was a mobile sorry, game. I just don't. And then we got a live performance from the Skull and Bones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I tried to say it without laughing. Skull and Bones is still happening. They have a closed beta scheduled for August 25th. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay, I bet. Uh, and But hey, I, I will say this. The, the deep voices of those singers, pretty impressive. 
Yeah, I'm so jealous. It was a actually. good performance. Those deep, good the deep timbre. Ho, ho. I can't do that. That's, yeah, the deep timbre of those yeah. baritone and bass voices was awesome. Yeah. But no, that uh, that game has so much to prove. Even to folks like me who have been trying to be optimistic about it, I'm like, <laughs> you're trying what? to keep a P, but I was you know. trying to keep a P, but they just kept stepping all over my P. <laughs> Uh, they stepped right all over it. They just kept stomping on it. And they showed yeah. a scissor reel of a whole bunch of stuff, like new seasons of things or new updates to stuff like Anno, uh, For Honor, Trackmania, the Sparks of Hope DLC, Roller Champions, Brawlhalla, Rocksmith Plus, The Crew 2, and Riders Republic. They just kind of flew through a whole bunch of stuff real fast. They're like, hey, don't forget, we make lots of games. Um, oh, the DLC, I guess, is not out yet for Sparks of Hope, but the, it everything is else looks like it's out already. Yeah, I think it's mostly like updates, new content, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, and then they did show off the game that was leaked, I think, a couple weeks ago. That was the Crew Motorfest. They showed a cinematic trailer with an overview, and then they showed some gameplay clips and stuff set in Hawaii. And the whole time watching it, I'm like, doesn't look as good as Forza Horizon. That's all yeah. I kept thinking the whole time I was watching it. I'm sure it's fun. Uh, Great setting, though. Hawaii is a fantastic setting. Oh, yeah, I love that. And uh, it comes out September 14th. So that's Ubisoft does have two relatively big games the crew and Assassin's Creed Mirage coming out uh, later this year. So, oh, and, duh. and then they've got Avatar on December seventh. Wow, they they're kind of hitting it pretty hard over. Y'all gonna yeah. play Avatar? Yeah. <laughs> y'all we got play, a new joke, gonna, everybody. Y'all gonna play Avatar? Uh, then they Will hit you some write VR, it? like how to read or whatever he says. <laughs> I mean, I almost turned it off during the Assassin's Creed Nexus VR thing. Like, I like Assassin's Creed, but like this just looked so. It honestly looked like six years ago when someone was just doing some tech demos in VR. Like you can play as Ezio, Cassandra, and Connor. I just mm-hmm. thought it looked really hokey, but whatever. Maybe it's great. I'm also a little jaded about VR because I'm like, I'm not going to spend that kind of money for that kind of tech. Yeah. And I just, I'm just not interested. So um, the mobile game you talked about earlier set in China called Assassin's Creed Codename Jade. China. And then there they showed a story trailer, which I thought, really helped increase my intrigue for Assassin's Creed Mirage. I'm very interested in this story of Basim's origin story. It clearly yeah, showed him younger and then older. It was kind of cool. He's the one that is he is he the one that shows you the ropes in Valhalla? Yeah, he's he's like he's the only connection to really the assassins in that game because Valhalla is otherwise just a Viking. Yeah, it's just a Viking game, but he's like, hey, you can also assassinate people, by the way. Yeah, it's it's like <laughs> yeah. the right. it's like right. the Anglo-Saxons versus the Nords or whatever. Like it's yeah. just kind of that story. And it's, by the way, oh, there's an assassin who has a hut over here if you want to do, like, side missions for him. <laughs> by so the way, cool. yeah. But, of course, if you played that whole game and if you finished it, there's a really key, like, that story kind of wraps up and kind of leads yeah. into what could come next. And he's a key part of it. Cool. Because of what they do, I won't say too much more about it. But it's interesting. Like, that part was like, oh, they should have made him more front and center. This is a big deal. But mm-hmm. whatever. Um but I think uh, Mirage looks really interesting. I'm very excited. Yeah. It comes out on October 12th, the best day of the fall. The uh, the gameplay is just the gameplay overview. I mean, it's great. so slick, dude. I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, I know I I feel like a broken record. I feel like I say that every Assassin's Creed showcase where I'm like, oh, you could do that too. But it's just the <laughs> way that they emphasize the actual assassin part, uh, and it's like a yep. to show people it's a return to form. It's not so much. It's not so much doing a quote unquote gimmick where Viking, right. you're not Vikinging around. You're not, <laughs> yeah. you're not being like a you're Greek Spartan soldier. soldier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. You're, you're yeah. genuinely back to being an assassin and, Agreed. and dipping in and killing somebody and then dipping out. You know? And what yeah. looks like a pretty confined city with a lot of verticality to it. It looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. So 
Very excited for that one. Comes out October 12th. And then they did a deep dive into Star Wars Outlaws. Yeah. We saw a bunch of gameplay of that. I watched it twice. So much gameplay. Oh my god, dude. So excited for this. And it's also got some great space combat. It's got a ton for you Listen, to do. I don't want to be cynical, but this is what I always joked about with with uh, like Fallen Order, aside from the Dragon Age thing. It's like, this, this is what I want from a Star Wars game. You like the late like shooting more than the melee stuff? No, it's just more... It's more that like for me in my head is like if I'm going to play a space game, like just let me explore a universe like I want to just like jump in a ship and just freaking go. And there's space and there's planets I can got go. Starfield coming out in a couple of months. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. It's <laughs> exactly I what I'm I see what you're saying. But Does like, this yeah, have me, like truly open exploration like that? I mean, I know it kind of looks it, like it with the spaceship stuff, but that could have been yeah. more linear than we realized. I could. I didn't yeah, know. No. For sure. I don't know, but. Okay. If it if it is like that, then yeah, that's just like kind of like another little like bullet point of like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. The shooting combat looked really fun. The way you use your little mm-hmm. animal alien friend who's adorable. It's awesome. I love the uh, the idea of shooting. Well, changing your style of shooting, like the, the type of modifier that you have on your blaster yeah, like to a in, the middle, of enemy a, and in stuff. the middle of a fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're pretty much just being like, OK, let me pick up this modification real quick and put it on my gun and then I can use it. You know, it's that's super rad. Um, if there's another game that does that too, I can't remember what it is. Maybe I'm, maybe I just got Hogwarts on the brain because you got to change a lot in the middle of combat. You got to change what yeah. spells you're using and stuff like that. It's almost like switching stances, but you don't have a lightsaber, so instead you're kind of swapping out some. True, stuff. true. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that game looks so so good. And, and also, you probably could have done that whole mission that she's doing in the showcase stealth, and she messed yeah. up. And yeah. they wanted to show you what it looks like when you mess up and when she hits the fan. way out. Yeah. yeah, and she didn't kill everybody. She's just like, okay, mission's done. Let's she go. eventually like, just, she just, she go just bailed and jumped yeah. on a motorcycle and you took off. kill everybody. You know? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. and then the freaking, like, the choice, all the choices you get to make. You yeah. you go you go back to the place to to basically yeah. get your, your loot, right? Get your monies. And there's that it, that person there. And, the, and she's going to, like, shoot her. And then, like, you basically make a decision, and next thing you know, your face is plastered all over the place. You go, like, oh, shit, I got to get out of here. Like, That's right. There's bounties in this, like, red net or something where you're yeah, like, like, oh, no. Well, and uh. to that point, maybe <laughs> that's true. Like, some of those elements make it feel like maybe it is a little more open and, like, much yeah. more choice-driven yeah. compared to... Like a, a linear story, like the Jedi games are very linear. God, can you imagine? Like it's for it's like GTA, but you get to jump in a spaceship and go off oh, into space, and, and you're getting like chased that. after and think and like the oh my god, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so that, that's why that's why I'm like excited because I love I love the whole like lightsaber stuff. Like I actually like the uh, Jedi versus like that's actually like my favorite aspect of uh, Star Wars because I mean laser swords is badass. Like you yeah. can't argue laser. Yeah, who doesn't like a laser sword? Um, but I know people love all these like side type of the characters in Star Wars, and like I, I I do lean more of like that the Jedi and Sith stuff. But like just this the the sort of structure of what this game seems like it potentially yeah. could be just like is going to be insane. There's going to be a lot of underworld smugglers, bounty hunters, a lot of that. Yeah, kind of. I yeah, love yeah, yeah. the, un- the I, underbelly. I, you're kind of like out of the. Sh- I'm sure the Empire is going to be involved, especially when there's bounties on you, or uh, if you you know cross the law in some way because they are the bounty law. you could see some sort of fet yeah. make an appearance I, I don't yes know. yeah if your bounty gets high enough you get a fet yeah oh yeah. man this game's gonna be so bonkers yeah. Yeah. and this is just hypotheticals but it see it they're, they, they're logical hypotheticals like they, they're things that could actually probably yeah. happen yeah. in the game yeah. uh but the fact that like the division developer went from 
yeah, you're just gonna have to walk around in the city too. Yeah, you can fly around or drive around or whatever. Yeah. Like, like it's just so cool the leaps that this developer has made for Ubisoft. Like, I don't know yeah. if they said where in the timeline it happens. If they did, yeah, I missed they did. it. It's where? it's uh M- between Empire and Jedi. They showed Han Solo frozen in cars. Oh, okay. Got it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a good time. Interesting timeline, yeah. At least we all know it. There's not going to need to be an explanation of, oh, the Empire fell, but we're picking up the pieces. Or there's not going to be that explanation. Like, you know what the score is. For me personally, the way they did uh, Frontiers of Pandora, and I know it was a little bit late. I mean, Prince of Persia, of course, looks great. But Frontiers of Pandora, and then when they gave us some deep dive into Assassin's Creed Mirage, and then wrapped it up with Star Wars Outlaws. Overall, I felt very positive. But when mm-hmm. you look at the full list of games, it really is just those four games. You've got <laughs> it is, yeah. It's a showcase Avatar, of four games Prince of Persia, points. Mirage, and Star Wars. Like Those are the yeah. ones that I care about. I didn't care about almost anything and else. Dude, honestly, what made the showcase like stand out above quite a few others is the fact that uh, Star Wars Outlaws is probably my favorite thing that was shown in, at this whole not E3 thing that's mm-hmm. been going. Like, it was... You know, not, not even Spider-Man 2. Like, I mean, as hyped as I am for that game, and I, as much as I freaked out over some of the things, which you can go watch on our watch-along. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Like, I freaked out so much more at some of the stuff we were able to get away with in Star Wars Outlaws. Like, it was just... Yep. It's everything I wanted out of Star Wars game. I mean, are you forgetting about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Jeff? Are you? Are you forgetting? <clears throat> I'm just not... You know, I'm not the uber fan that you are. I, you know, I'm a fan, but I'm not, you know, I'm not on your level, dude. I'm just not. All right, I'm well, sorry. go watch the video, damn it. <laughs> no, I'm very busy. I'm very, I have so many other things to watch. I'm very, I'm very busy. Hey, speaking of things to watch, being very busy, there are some other things that have come out that we'll wrap up with here. Uh, Black Mirror's new season just launched. Yeah. Uh, I haven't, I haven't taken time to dive in quite yet, but Jeff, I know you wrapped it up. What, what were your overall it. thoughts? Did it, was it an improvement on season five, which most people, including I think us, didn't like quite as much as previous seasons? Yeah. What do you think about season six? I actually found it to be on par with season five, unfortunately. Um, okay. All right. So some so ups and downs be, or most yeah, downs? Okay. Ups and downs, yeah. I, I, actually, it starts on an up, and then it goes down, and then there's like a middle hump there, because I think episode three is <laughs> yeah. actually really cool story-wise and, and, and okay. it explores a lot of moral conundrums that are very interesting. But yeah. then the ending is like, why would he do that? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, it's gotcha. just, there's some questions you'll have by the end that make no sense. Uh and then the fourth one, I kind of hated. And then the fifth one is really good, but it's just not a Black Mirror episode. It's like they even put in the beginning of the episode, Red Mirror Presents. And I'm like, oh, so it's just a straight Red up Mirror. horror. Yeah, it's huh. a horror. It's a horror episode, basically. Uh, but it's like, how is the, like how is the one with Jesse Pinkman in it? Is that one? If Aaron, what's his name? How is that one? That's the third episode. That's the one I was, well, I was it's pretty good. About. Yeah, so it's it's I think you'll really like the concept of it. Yeah, because the it's about two guys at a space station, but they're also able to through technology that I won't spoil, they're also mm. able to have a life on Earth while they're up in space. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. And okay. there's a lot of messed some up stuff thing, happens There's some it. things happening. Oh, my God. So much messed up stuff happens in it. But the, I think the main problem working against the episode is it's like a 90-minute episode, and it could have been an hour long. And you're like, why is this so long? Uh, and then the ending was like a huge head-scratcher to me. I was like, what? Why would he do that? Uh, but the first episode's wacky and fun. It's called Joan is Afraid. Joan is Awful, not Afraid. I was thinking of Bo is Afraid. Uh, but Joan is Awful. And it's like a whole meta, meta commentary on Netflix and the state of streaming and um, how actors are signing over their likenesses for AI and CG usage. And um, it's also apparently Charlie 
Brooker Booker or something like that, the guy who created Black Mirror. He said he got the inspiration for like uh, the show The Dropout, which is about Elizabeth Holmes, who talks like, "Hi guys, I'm Elizabeth Holmes, and I invented the blood." Blah blah blah. Um, <laughs> she, I think she's going to jail or whatever for defrauding a bunch of people. But um, oh, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But he was like, I got the idea, like imagining what it, what would it be like if she was watching that show, the real Elizabeth Holmes. What was it like for her to watch the show The Dropout with Amanda Seyfried playing her? You know, that must have been super weird. So he wrote this whole yeah. episode about, you know, a Elizabeth Holmes type of personality watching a Netflix show about her as it's happening. And like, Interesting. there's a whole lot going on. It's it's nutty. It gets in, like uh, the main character is played by Annie Murphy and she starts doing crazy things just to see if that'll play out on the show. <laughs> she starts doing nuttier okay. and nuttier. It's a straight up comedy. It's so funny. Uh, and the last episode's really good. It's just straight up horror, though. So if you're not into a different completely different genre and there's no black mirror you know elements to it you might not be into it but i thought it was really cool okay all um, right but yeah yeah i'll still give that season a watch i've i've enjoyed so much of it i yeah. even liked i think i liked season five more than some people did i'm not saying it was on par with the incredible earlier seasons like some of yeah. them are just like just changing the way you think of tv and how good it can be uh but I still liked True. a good chunk of season five. I thought I thought there were a handful of episodes in there that were pretty great. Yeah, I didn't mind the the VR one where the guys are like kind of acting out gay fantasies or whatever it was. Uh, that that was actually like those, a really good episode. Those concepts were really interesting. Like, yeah, they're, exactly. They're exploring some things that are like it's kind of relevant in today's world in some ways, yeah. and it's just interesting. Like a lot of it, a lot of Black Mirror is definitely like, what if? Like, what if you were mm -hmm. in this position? Like, there's a lot. That's of That's the interesting part of the season is it's not so much what. There is a what if element to it, but it, a lot of the show takes place with the first episode being an exception. Four of the episodes occur in the past. So it's it's him taking oh. technology from today or hypothetical technology or technology mm. that will never exist and putting it in the past. Maybe gotcha. as a way to say, how do we get here? But I, I don't think he even goes that far. He, does, he just doesn't go far enough, like compared okay. to previous seasons. Okay. In my opinion. Maybe he's not interested in doing that anymore. Like... Mm. We're already at a messed up place technology-wise. Why would I want to explore it even <laughs> further? True. You know. Yeah, it does um, feel like we're living in a Black Mirror episode a lot of times. Every day. Um, so speaking of Netflix, uh, Extraction Two is out. Oh my and gosh! So Chris Hemsworth, we call him Hemmers around here. <laughs> That's how we do things. <laughs> is that is that what we do? <laughs> I just no. I've literally never heard that before. <laughs> just like James Cameron, we call him Cammers, and uh, uh, yeah, I call him, I call him Jim Cam. Yeah, and uh, and Hideo Kojima, we call him. Gamers, yeah, yeah. gamers. So we've got sure. names for everybody. Uh, okay, sure. so anyway, so Extraction Two, it looks like a blast. Is Are it? you sure his um, name's not Hemi? That thing got a Hemi on it. Hemi. <laughs> <laughs> That's better than Hemi. I, I like I like Hemi. Yeah. Big old Hemi. So now, by the way, is this one of the last movies he'll be in for a little while? I, I think. Right. I remember him saying, "Hey, I want to take a break after I could potentially." Oh, he's at a higher threshold to possibly. Yeah, he's got. Get he's got some health concerns. Dementia yeah, or Alzheimer's. Health concern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, he found that he has like a genetic marker that makes him more susceptible, more likely to get. Especially a, when you see like what's going on with yeah. Bruce Willis. Like, yeah, I get it, man. Take time yeah, with your family for a exactly. bit. I totally get that. Yeah. Totally. Uh, I don't know about that. I think he'll keep. I mean, he's still doing press and stuff. I think he'll keep working, but he'll just be more cautious. Um, yeah. Which I get. Um, but yeah, this movie is being talked about a lot for this 20, I think it's 21, 22 minute action sequence that is uh, one shot, which is, it just means the camera doesn't cut, but I'm sure there's mm -hmm. clever cuts, you know, every now and then there has to be, because there are parts where 
the trailer shows you this. It's happening inside a prison where that's where it starts. But eventually it goes outside the prison and the stuff that they do outside the prison, I'm like, there's no way they didn't cut. There's no fucking way. Because <laughs> uh, eventually they end up on a train and I'm like, so this sorry. is insane. How did they do this? Um, yeah. So it's just, you're going to have your mind blown. It occurs about, I think it starts around the 20 minute, 30 minute mark. Okay. Um, and when you just buckle up, I mean, it's just one of the best action sequences I've ever seen in my life. It's that's awesome. It's insane. And that's uh, in a world where John Wick four exists. You're saying that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like John Wick four had like two back to back sequences that were like, oh, those are the best action sequences I've ever seen in my life. And then Extraction two found a way to be on par with those somehow. Wow. It, that's it's saying a lot, wild. man. Yeah. That's saying a lot. Uh, I think Kyle... And, and is it similar to the first that. one in that, like, the story is like, it is what it is, it's fine, but the action yeah. makes it... It's, okay. it's called Extraction. He's hired to go get people from a place. That's it. That's the story. Or to yeah. extract them. They, they add a little more depth to him this time. <laughs> to extract uh, You might say. <laughs> you might... One might say. Well, I mean, well, that's called an extraction, brother. Hold well, on well, well, there, dude. <laughs> hold it. Crow. Crow. Um, <laughs> hey. Um, sorry. And by the way, I do love on the Dudesy podcast when Chad's trying to talk and then Will will just turn to him and be like, well, I know you want to say something there, brother. Well, like, I'm going to let you talk. I'm going to let you talk. Like, <laughs> But he keeps putting his hands getting like closer and closer to his, his face. His hands just gets closer <laughs> to his face every time. Chad it's not is a such t-shirt a good now. I mean, you can so tell they're dumb. good buddies because Chad seems like such a good sport about it's all a good sport. He's, such a, he's so patient. That's, what yeah, it's, very, that's how it comes off. Because Will Sasso has like an insane sense of humor. He's truly it, they used to do They used to do a podcast talk called 10 Minute Podcast together with one of their buddies, Tommy Blacha, who wrote on Metalocalypse, I think. Um, but uh, anyway, they used to do this segment called... Uh, I don't remember what it was. They used to just have callers come in and ask Chad these existential questions because he's a very much a deep philosophical thinker and talks about AI a lot and, and stuff like that. Uh, and the whole time, Will Sasso and his friend would just be doing wrestling impressions and just talking <laughs> over him. <laughs> and he gets so bad. He'd be like, but I think, a lot of it, dude. So I like think that's probably why Chad likes then. the fact that they yeah. had to agree that AI named Dudesies in charge of this podcast. Yes, we have to sure. cover the topics that the AI decides. I have to dress up the way that, like, the AI will decide. You have to read all these news headlines in the voice of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Go. Like, <laughs> and he has to do that. Like, I love that. I love the childhood diary in, in the, uh, the childhood diary. He has, yeah. He has to read a childhood diary in the voice of Stone Cold Steve Austin, but the AI wrote the childhood diary. And these yes, are all yes. like fake names. Yeah. It's all and made it up. It makes no sense. <laughs> like one of his friends' name from childhood is Jibber Pavalia. It's a fake name. <laughs> makes no sense. He's like, I don't know what this is. Uh, he's so confused when he reads it. Yeah. It's so funny. I love that show so much. Um, I, I know we got off track there for a second there. But so extraction. Yeah, okay. uh, but yeah, extraction, I do recommend purely for the camera work and the stunt work. It's just incredible. Even outside of the single shot thing, I think some of the action is really clever. Um, and they do add some depth to uh, uh, Chris Hemi's uh, character. Because he uh, he's he used to be a dad, and so they kind of dive deep a little deeper in there. But it's it's more of like a two hour long episode of like something like the blacklist, where they're not going to dive deep into this stuff. They're just kind of go surface surface level, and the action is the star of the show. You know, the, uh, this is a sequel, right? Not a prequel to the first one. Correct. Yeah, it's not a Red Dead Two situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I only ask that because at the end of the first one. His status is certainly unknown yeah. at best. Well, uh, they they allude to him being alive at the very like in the very last shot of the movie. I remember that. Yeah, but, but, but yeah, like, but also like when you movie. see what happens to him at the end of that one, you're like, no, he's not. No, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> uh, 
they cover that in the opening like two minutes of the movie that's cool Um, or it's like magically he didn't die like and you're like okay whatever i'll just go along with it that's fine and it's funny because when he's asked to do a job he's still limping around and he's still like got like (laughs) and he's like okay i got i'll go right now then and i'm like what the hell you're in no shape to do this (laughs) most of your blood was outside of your body (laughs) it's like like michael scarn you know yeah the office when he's he gets the call from the president again. It's like, wasn't the president the bad guy? And he's like, what? And that, all right. <laughs> that whole final sequence of the first extraction movie was just kind of like, oh, I see how they're going to end this. He's definitely not going to make it. And then it's kind of like, wait, did they just suggest that he made it? Like, what? <laughs> he was shot like right here. There's a scar in his neck now. They shot yeah, he got like shot right in here. the neck. And he's like, hey, yeah. 50 Cent got shot in the head like a dozen times. And he's, he's... <laughs> I, I think that's how I think that's a true story. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was so in the chest. Got... I didn't think it was in the head, but okay. No, he got, yeah, he's been shot in the head more than once. Okay. And then right. last but not least, the newest Pixar movie, Elemental. Yeah. Elemental. Elemental. <laughs> I thought it was okay. Like, I, I did go in still with high hopes. Like, I had the opposite thing with The Flash where I went in with low expectations. I kind of went in with higher expectations because this felt like a bigger idea, like a bigger world uh, for Pixar to kind of, uh, you know, a playground from them playing. And they just didn't really scratch, barely to me, scratch the surface conceptually on like mm. this whole element city, which is where it's primarily four races, quote unquote, of elements live. Where, you know, you have like the cloud people, I guess, I guess they represent air. Air, probably. Uh, then you have like the dirt, soil people. Uh, then, of course, you have fire and water, which are like the two leads right there. And the fire people are pretty much like the whole story there is they can't intermingle with anybody because they destroy everything. Um, but then they start this this whole romance story starts with the main fire girl character and the water guy. Uh, and it's pretty much just a romance story. And I'm like, I really thought there'd be more to this. Like, I, I just I kind of went in. I don't yeah. know. Maybe I'm oversimplifying it, but I just the jokes didn't really land for me like mm. they did with like something like Onward. Uh, which is also a simple story about a road. The visuals trip. remind me of Inside Out. I don't know if yeah. that's all. Of app- yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah, yeah. Yes, the visuals will blow you away. Like the whole time, I'm like, how did they do this? Like it, it yeah. was, it was really cool how they had water. I don't know how they had certain certain elements mixing with each other when they shouldn't have, obviously. But like and Inside Out's jokes not only landed, but like the character. I oh cared so much about those characters. Dude, man. me too. I cared about an imaginary like yeah. friend. I cared about an emotion that was sitting in the brain. Like, what? Yeah, that's, yeah. that makes no sense. You had what? an emotion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, sadness and joy's like, whole yeah. dynamic in that so movie. Good. Just really, that movie touched. It's, it's genuinely, like, a top ten of all time movie, Inside it's Out. It's so good, man. I love that movie so, so much. Good. So that should explain why I'm such a whore. Your your expectations <laughs> should be high. For, for Pixar. Yeah, exactly. A hoor. But yeah, this movie is just a little too quote unquote simple for me. Like it kind of felt like a illumination movie in a sense where it was like, oh, they're appealing to the kids because I heard kids laughing so a lot. If this had been an illumination movie, you might have been like, it wasn't too bad for an illumination movie. Like it was pretty good. Right. Yeah. Especially with that animation style, I'd be like, but, who did they hire? Holy crap. Like, yeah. But that's just the, it's the angle that you're coming at it with. Like you were coming exactly. at it from up high. Exactly. And you're like, oh. Whereas Super Mario, I, I went in with low expectations and I yeah. still had a good time, but it's still like there were parts that. Were like, you wanted oh, the, you wanted more out of it. I know that. Yeah. But like, but still, your expectations were it's his illumination, and it was like, all right, it wasn't 
It wasn't the worst Illumination movie. Right. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Yes. It's not Minions or Minions whatever. I mean, I know I enjoyed it more than you did, but I, I know that your expectation wasn't high going in. So that makes sense. I mean, sense if you saw this movie with, with, with your kids or what, I mean, you'd probably, you'd probably, you'd probably enjoy would. it more. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I get annoyed by kids. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it's, not the worst. it's like, it's it's like Tom Segura up. says when there was a baby crying in the theater, he's like, either shut it up or get it out. <laughs> It's not wrong. Uh, it's not wrong. I, you know, I it's not. I still graded it positively on Letterbox because, like, I okay. you know, there's still value in this movie. Um, there's a part. This, it does that Disney thing where the main character is trying to discover her own path, which deviates from her parents' expectations of her. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. we've seen that in like every Disney movie ever. Right. Uh, but they still kind of did it well enough to where I felt things by the end of the movie. So like, I still, yeah. I still. Came away with something positive. The about magic it. of a good story in that realm, I think, as someone who's now, I've been, of course, a kid with my parents trying to like yeah. make my own way, but also now a parent not wanting my kids to like go too far from us, but also wanting them to kind of be their own individuals. So, like, when I see, and we don't have to get into a big thing about Turning Red, one of the things that bothered me at the end of Turning Red was like the moral ended up being kind <clears> of like, Parents and grandparents just kind of shut up. Your kids know better than you. Like that was kind of the takeaway at the end. Was I like, forgot how the ending was like the teenager went. was right. And she mm-hmm. kind of wins. And like the mom just needed to shut up and and stop trying to parent this 13 year old. So like that's where I was like, that's where to me, I felt a disconnect. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like like these movies, especially Pixar, they usually do such a good job of like whether it's an up or whatever it is of like letting you let both characters learn something and come together in the middle. Mm. And there's usually some kind of great connection. It happens in Incredibles. It happens in finding Nemo. Like they just do these incredible ways of like, wow, every there's like a great moral and boy onward did a hell of a job with that onward crushed it with that. I loved, I mean, that was, that's another emotional one. I loved Onward. Yeah. The way that it was like, he let his bigger brother have, cause it's like, Oh, I already had a dad, a substitute dad, and it was my Dude. older brother the whole time. And like, Boof. they they had Hearts. both characters. Like, yeah. I don't know. They gave him a compromise. So, that so that's totally that's what worked. I mean. Like, yeah. like, uh, like, and that's something that sometimes if it's missing, it might feel yeah. like subtle and ah, eh, who really cares? Like, I think that sometimes that's the piece that's missing to really tie it together. I think yeah, and I think there's a little. Not saying that the parents are totally wrong. It's just uh, it was mostly the fault of the main character for being like. My parents will never accept me if they knew this truth about me or how I really felt. But really, it was the kid. It was her yeah. feeling that way without even asking her parents. So, I mean, it was mm-hmm. really on the on the on the kid at that point. I got it's you. not on the yeah. parents. Um, yeah. But I don't. It's just the fact that we've explored that so many times in Disney movies and outside of that and coming of age stories that I'm like, okay, so we're doing this again, but this time with fire, literal fire and water. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they've done the coming of age stuff on in so many films. That's why stuff oh, okay. like Up stands out to me because that's not really coming. That's like the end of your life. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Your age. you're coming of age at a late time of your life. Uh, but, you know, they've done it with stuff like Brave, which I thought was a really creative way of doing. It wasn't their best movie, but I liked Brave, and they did a really creative coming. Yeah, of they age lost me with her. the Bears thing in that movie. I was kind of the like, Bears uh, thing at all. Yeah, the Bears, <laughs> the Bears. Anyway, all right, well. I, that's certainly one that we will see, but probably not in theaters. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, you know, in no time it'll be on Disney Plus. So yeah, it's yeah. the rush. Um. All right, so let's wrap things up with a couple of quick hits. Dan, is there anything else you're playing or watching before we shut her down? Uh, no, just Diablo. I, I def I've paused Zelda more or less, which I planned on doing because you know, sixteen will be coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just still Diabloing. Uh, finished Barry. Oh. Bad, yes, 
Diplomy. Uh, Batty. I finished Batty. Uh, so that yeah, that season I could I could see why maybe some people that liked the consistent sort of like dark humor of the first three were kind of like oh okay like but it's like it it had it was coming to an end so you know some things had to sort of come to a culmination right mm, there uh, it is so there it is uh, and yeah it was definitely a more overall serious season uh, but it was still like enjoyable it was still really good very um, much so. Also, two shows that love to just like throw you through uh, either a whirlwind or just kind of like hit you hit you like a truck in the last five minutes there, uh, mm. with Succession and and Barry. It's just like oh, oh my okay. gosh, yeah, yeah. The last five <laughs> minutes of Barry, it was just a big swing compared to Succession. Succession was like a stressful last ten five ten minutes. Yeah, Barry was kind of like just like a big swing of like oh my god, what's going on? Like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the way the the way that the title of the finale worked its way into the dialogue. Um, yeah, yeah. It was very clever in like a funny and also kind of tragic way. And yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah, it was very tragic. Yes. Yeah. And and it's just also he's saying so Bill Hader is saying yeah. so much about how uh shows, reenactments, whatever, can kind of reframe a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's doing it in so little time. He does it in like the last five, ten minutes of the show when the show right. was never really about that to begin with. Right. So it's like he's doing this whole side commentary that I, it was it was kind of brilliant the way he did it. Great. He's so good, dude. I would pay to see yeah. him make anything like not even comedy horror doesn't matter. He's just I know now that he's pottery. A great I'd watch him make pottery. <laughs> it's just pottery. pottery. I just movies, but uh well, I mean, I'm glad that he made this. I'd watch one were... and he'd be entertaining, probably. Yeah, well, he, he said that he was going to like quit acting altogether and everything, right? And then he he kind of went and did this. I, I think he was at, he might have been at the end of his rope because like, he left SNL and he wasn't getting as many jobs yeah, as he I... wanted, so he just created one for himself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought I I thought I I remember us. This, um, I, I'm sure the, the next of this show. I doubt he'll ever have trouble if he has an idea no. and wants to dive in yeah. again. Like this show like, has won so many awards across all circuits. Yeah. Uh, no, that, oh no, trouble. Yeah, kinda there's like, no way. Kind of like what no you way. saw with Brian Cranston with uh, Breaking Bad. He was a known right. name, right. but once he did that, it was like anything you want to do, you'll be able to do it. You want to be in Godzilla? We'll put you in Godzilla. You don't want to be there very long. We'll just, we'll, we'll show you off. We'll, we'll just move you halfway through yeah. and, and give the movie to the boring guy. It's uh, fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Good movie though. I still think it was a good uh, movie. Very good movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of, oh, anything else, Dan, that you were playing? Uh, with? no. Okay. No, no, no. So speaking of Brian Cranston, I am in the last season of Better Call Saul. I only have three episodes mm-hmm. left. I'm very sad because I love that show so much. And yeah. And it does um, feel like a gaping hole when you finish something that big. <laughs> It's true. Yeah. You have Breaking Bad and well, then Saul, and it's I like, had, what uh, do I do now? <laughs> I had stopped after season four, and I remember when season five came on Netflix, but I and then season six was about to come out on AMC. I think part one or something like that was about to. And I remember thinking, you know what? I'm going to wait on season five and just do a full catch-up, kind of recap the first four seasons, and then do the last two seasons. I'm just going to binge them once they're all out. So it's finally time to dive back in. So I've watched all through season five, and now I'm almost through season six, and it is glorious and wonderful, and I love it's it so, so much. Not, um, so you're you're past. Uh, is it named Nacho? His uh, critical yeah. episode and yeah. oh sure yeah, yeah yeah. God damn! What a great character. Yep. Yeah. He just goes down in history as one of the greatest characters in TV, like drama. Like it's just so good. So yeah. So good. I looked him up because I think he's such a good actor, and I was like, this guy needs yeah, to be stuff. Guy. Yeah, and he yeah he was Voss. Oh in Far Cry right. 3. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, of course, I should have seen that he looks just like him. Like they clearly modeled the the character right. after him too. Yes. Yeah. Um. So of course that's who that is. But yeah, 
so that that show's great. Um, watching a couple of little things here and there, but yeah, gonna gonna watch some Black Mirror as well. And then as far as playing, mixture of a whole bunch of different things, a little bit of Zelda here and there, a little bit of V Rising. But I also played some Game Dev Tycoon with with uh, one of my kids, which was pretty fun. Oh, Game, game Dev, Dev Tycoon. tycoon. Okay. Oh, Tim. That game already Dev tells Ty- me what kind of game that is. That's really fun. No, that game. That, that's a so that's a mobile game. Um, but it's well, it's available. on Steam too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that that game is so good. It's so <laughs> fun. It has no business being this fun, but like, yeah, you start oh. in your garage and you start developing games. It starts in the early '80s, and you can only develop for what is essentially the Commodore 64 or the PC. And then over time, Sega, Nintendo comes along, and then Sony. Yeah. Com- like, it's kind of like the real map, but it's like fake names of these companies. So yeah. instead of Nintendo, it's like Nintendo. It's Novtendo or something right, like that. Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, instead of um, Sony, it's like Noni. So like they just changed the names a little bit. But, but I, think, um, I think with this fun. one specifically, they were inspired by Game Dev Story. Have you played that one before, Tim? So that one I've played on mobile. It's pretty okay. fun. But I think this one's better because the way that you actually like as you can create bigger and bigger games, you can mm. actually assign your specialized staff to things. Like I want to assign you to level design. I want to assign sure. you to world world building it, and stuff. It is newer, so they probably kind of expand. And then you adjust on, these sliders. Yeah. Like, all right, if the game I'm making, I'm I'm making a casual racing go kart game. I don't need yeah. my character dialogue to be right. very good. So I can lower that all the way down and and instead allocate those points over here. Yeah, it's just it's just fun. It's just yeah, it really is. It's it's technically like a business management sim type of a game but it yeah. just happens to be video game centric and you can name your games you eventually unlock the ability to make sequels and yeah. uh, you go you attend a fake e3 show to try to gain <laughs> more fans yep and yep it's just it's, fun man someone it, it, it i is. saw someone in the comments put like i created a company named bethesda and release a bug-free game every year <laughs> <laughs> nailed it nailed <laughs> it. i was like ouch um but nice. anyway yeah, so, yeah i kind of got surprisingly pulled back and that game's like 10 years old now i i like it man that's a good time it is is. um but anyway i'm just i'm like i'm not at all done playing zelda i'm kind of i'll I'll get into a mood where i'm gonna go build stuff and explore and and zelda is gonna be the game for me for that for the rest of this whole year and beyond probably um but i'm just kind of biding my time because i am so intrigued and anticipating final fantasy 16 after that demo that's really all i care about and so as far as like diving into a game and charging through a story like so i've only been kind of like diddling some stuff here and there not really diving the diddles yeah just a little bit uh what about you jeff as we close out anything else oh yeah so i mentioned i got a series x uh to break that in since layers of fear came out on thursday i got the series x on wednesday wednesday i think um i finally got a real console huh yeah, finally, that's why that's my background. I'm not an Xbox. It's just I'm very excited to have this console that gives me 4K, and some games are Dolby, uh, so that's awesome. Right. Um, so I also got alongside that I got the Starfield headset because I just love that design so much. Um, yeah. And what my favorite thing about customized headsets are like uh, they include sounds with it, like from the game. So uh-huh. like if I turn it, if I mute the mic, it makes like a space communicator sound like with your ship. It's like oh, boop, boop. it's like really fun. Um, and also the uh, the volume knobs are like your cans on your head. On like uh, you're turning you rotate these. Them? Yeah, you just rotate them. You, oh, that's you rotate. Cool. This one How is. How come we're not wearing them tonight? What's the deal? I don't know. I'm just a big. I'm just a big <laughs> trader. I'm just a big phony. You don't even actually have these, do you? You don't even have. You make this. But stuff. anyway, that uh, that those ha- that headset aside, 
uh, to break in the console, I, I had to try Forza Horizon 5, like, right away. Because yeah. you, you yeah. just know that that's going to be the true pretty, litmus test pretty, pretty of good. how good that's going to yeah. look. And, it, of course, it looks amazing. Uh, way better than, not way better, but a little better than it looked on my PC. Because my PC is not high-end. Um, so it was always kind of, like, mid-tier. Not 1440, but it was 4K. But it was just, like, everything was low. So yeah. to see it, yeah. like, in actual 4K Dolby... Um, unbelievable dude and and i i jumped into the rally adventure uh dlc expansion whatever it is okay i, I don't know how big it is um but it is more traditional goals like the hot wheels goals are more like challenges like get from here to here in three minutes and it's like impossible for me because i'm i'm kind of stupid when i drive at the same <laughs> um so like i skipped that i just went okay let's go back out of the other wor the world i don't want to do this hot wheels stuff even though it is fun it's just like Getting the goals is just very hard for me. I got you. But yeah. the rally adventure is just like, just go on a race. Just go on a race and win it. Yeah, just go on this back road race, yeah, basically, right? Exactly. Yeah. And that's the cool part about it is like, that's the cool part about rally races in general is like, it's kind of taking you out these back roads. You're going through forests. It's a real true test of what the graphics can look like in the game. It's it's really incredible. Even if it's not really doing anything new with Forza, it's still cool. Um, and the other game I'm trying uh, on the Series X is another run through of Cyberpunk. I'm doing a Nomad run this time. And this game is also Dolby compatible. Um, and it looks incredible. Obviously, this game has been refined out the ass since it came out. Um, so That's there's not, you know, it's <laughs> it doesn't look as glitchy and like it's not as derpy. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it you feels don't have so characters smooth. going like this. I had that out. happen during the training exercise at the oh, beginning. Where I, I needed a refresher on the combat. And during the melee part, he just randomly goes. <laughs> the T. Yeah. Hasn't happened since. Uh, everything looks really smooth and just incredible, especially first person when you're talking to people. I'm like, damn, this game has come so far. Um, so I'm excited to actually get into to that run. I'm, I'm I'm skipping through dialogue on like critical story beats because it's like, oh, I've I've done this before. I don't, you know, I'm just yeah. trying to get ahead of, you know, before the DLC comes out because you can actually pre-order the game uh, with the. Uh, with the expansion, the, the Phantom Liberty expansion, and it's on sale, I think, on the Xbox store right now uh, for, like, a little bit, like, 20% or something like that off. Um, but anyway, th those are the main things that I'm playing, and then I tried uh, this demo called Ebenezer and something, the something world. Hold on. I gotta look it up. Ebenezer Scrooge? It is, yeah. Ebenezer and the Invisible World. Okay, oh, so... Oh, it's a Scrooge for real? Yeah, this is a oh. sequel to the Christmas Carol, basically, but it's, like, an action... Oh. Oh, it's a Metroidvania hand drawn. The animation looks so what? freaking cool. Uh, and they Sorry, what is this called? Ebenezer in the Invisible World. Look up the art style. You'll be like, holy crap. Um, but yeah, like a ghost comes to you and says, hey, we helped you before. Can you do us a favor? Can you do us a solid and, and help us with this guy? And you're like, OK, cool. So you're supposed to go like along the way and um and just like start fighting people that give you grief, I guess. And sometimes there are ghosts that come up and try to fight you. So you oh, take that does them. Look out. Cool. Yeah, the art style is just super rad. Um, huh. The only thing is, it's like they haven't ironed out the controller support yet. So I, there would be like press, it would be like press a blank and then for this. And I'd be like, what the hell am I supposed to press? It's blank. I don't, so they don't put, they, they don't have an ironed out controller support yet. Um, it looks like also, a clay game. You ever played like Mark of the Ninja and stuff? It kind of has yeah. a vibe of that. Yeah, yeah. There's not, there's not, there's no stealth or nothing like that. But like, there, there is a cool aspect of it where you get to, uh, I think you get more ghosts along the way that can help you. 
but you start with this ghost that you can summon him for an attack and just the animation of the ghost coming up and doing like an uppercut or something looks so good like the animation style is so rad um but yeah it says it's similar to two games i've played spider-man remastered and elder scrolls online (laughs) that's nothing like either of those games (laughs) it's exactly like those games uh Thanks, the last Steve. game i wanted to mention is just because i love it so much diablo 4 i'm like level 56 necro still uh i'm just loving this run as a corpse exploder just dominating uh crowd control like it feels so freaking good um i gotta give a shout out to the website that i'm using for my build it's called rock paper shotgun I, oh yeah I'm sure, sure lots of people have heard of it but like they got like the best experts on like the builds, like because they're not saying you can do this build or you can do this build or you... they're giving you no. This is the build that does the most damage and follow this to like the, that too to the T and <laughs> yeah. you'll be yeah, in good shape. Sure. So I'm yeah, upgrading. Give me, give me the recipe. You know? and I'll yeah, exactly. I'm upgrading exactly yeah. the way they tell me to. The right skills at the right time. Uh, eventually, you get Paragon boards where you can unlock. They give you like a board of like I don't know hundreds of abilities, and you're supposed to choose a path, you know, and unlock certain uh certain special skills along the way and then you attach another board to it that grants you another special ability and and like they mapped out exactly the boards that you're supposed to pick and how to align them because you can flip the rotate the boards and stuff it's a very confusing system but when they explain it to you i'm like oh like they just made (laughs) me like they made me feel so freaking powerful in this game i love it so much. i like that yeah easy game of the year contender for me honestly uh even if the story is like the story's got some cool moments and some amazing uh, uh, CG Blizzard cutscenes that are just like jaw dropping, and you'll like lose your mind over. Especially in the third act, there's one that's just unbelievable. Yeah, they've been uh, doing that for a while. I still remember they have, was, like, and they haven't stopped. Warcraft yet. three days when we would just rewatch cutscenes over and over again. I totally remember that too. Yeah. Launching up World of Warcraft for the first time and being like, "What is this?" Like, yeah. and then, then the game looks nothing like. And the game is like a little cartoony <laughs> overhead thing. You're like, "Whatever, go back to the yeah. cutscene." <laughs> exactly go back to the cool cutscene. which by the way uh, that's I something you can unlock in game dev store you unlock the ability to do advanced cutscenes, and that makes your games a little bit better that's so. awesome <laughs> how is that gauged how is success gauge is it gauged by like reviews and, and how much money the game makes yeah and you have to like choose your game direction and like points at random will go into like the design and tech buckets and then the higher it ranks and those then you'll you'll actually get game reviews that come back in like seven out of ten or I've had games that come back as like average of four and people are like straight to the trash stuff like that. <laughs> you made a red fall. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like if you're experimenting with a new topic and genre, you're like, hey, I'm going to try a life game that's a action, an action game with life as the theme. It's mm-hmm. not going to work. That's a bad combo. Yeah. So you want to do like a good combination. Yeah. Like, yeah, like dungeon action. action. Yeah. Like an action game with like ninja as your theme. Like, all right, that's going to score pretty well, probably. So anyway, stuff like that. another thing i love about diablo by the way uh sorry to circle back on that is that like i i can just jump in play a dungeon beat a dungeon because i'm in tier three difficulty which is called nightmare difficulty and i can go into a dungeon for like half an hour and just log off like and and, like i have gotten so much loot i have gotten a few paragon points like i you make so much progress just in small sessions anyway i don't need to be playing for hours i mean i can play for hours and hours but i don't need to like it feels like it's it's one of those games that I'm just going to constantly be circling back to through the rest of the year. It's yep. so good. Love that. I love games like that. All right, guys. Well, we did it. We made it to the end of this episode. Thanks for checking us out uh, on YouTube. If you haven't, if you're just listening to us, go check us out on YouTube. 
uh, and they can see some other content that we don't always put on the podcast feed. So go check that out. And like porn. Uh, this coming week, all, yeah, all most the, mostly that, yeah, all porn. Um, but this coming week, it just fair warning, it's going to be very Final Fantasy centric. It's not like there's nothing else happening, but that's the main thing we care about. So we'll all be talking about that a lot next week. We'll keep it spoiler free as much as we can, though. We just want to talk about what we think about the game. So um, looking forward. You to You guys that. don't want me to talk about that Jennifer Lawrence uh, banging a young guy <laughs> movie. Oh, the movie that if it were reversed, it would be incredibly problematic. Yes! That one? Okay, it's sure. canceled like immediately. Is that the one you're talking about? Okay, cool. I was pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, <laughs> it's a problem. It's a real problem. It's a problem. All right, guys. We're out for this week. See ya.